and we are live. How's everybody doing? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for being here tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on tonight. Uh, have you guys seen some of the pictures from the so-called rally in D.C.? A whole lot of federal rallies, a whole bunch of Agent Smiths and um, and, and, and college guy attire. We'll talk about that rally, which was poorly attended. They're mad that nobody went there. They're mad that we didn't fall for the bait. One guy got arrested and he was on the We'll talk about that later. Also, shout out to Nicki Minaj destroying mainstream media. They're really bloodthirsty, but she's not going for it. We'll talk about that particular story in a little bit. Also, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot trying to sue gangs in order to stop the violence in the city. Not sure how that's going to work out. I mean, what are you going to do? Who are you going to sue? Some random 13, 14-year-old in a white t-shirt and some dreads? And what are you really going to get? We'll talk about that as well. Also, the border crisis has been out of control, but it's getting much worse. 10,000 and growing Haitians up under one bridge from the least vaccinated country and the Western Hemisphere. Also, the Florida mom kicked out for not having the shot. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. So if you enjoy this show, if you enjoy what you've heard thus far, please give the video a thumbs up. Also, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. If you're listening to me on your favorite audio streaming platform, give me a five-star rating. Give me a review. Do whatever you can. I'd appreciate that as well. And if you don't know, this particular podcast, when it's over with, if you're watching me live on the internet or on the internet replay through video, this will be available audio only on your favorite audio streaming platform. We're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Stitcher, etc. Link for that will be in the description box or just go to your favorite platform, search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. And shout out to everybody that's reviewed me over on Apple iTunes. That's probably our biggest, um, our biggest podcast platform. So shout out to you guys over there and shout out to you guys everywhere. It doesn't matter where you listen to it, but shout out to all the Apple iTunes listeners. You guys are the biggest block out of the podcast bunch. And also, shout out to my sponsors, of course. You know, I got to do this every, every time. Shout out to PatriotPost.us. If you're looking for a real, trusted, reliable source of news and information, conservative guys, good guys that I've met that I know personally, PatriotPost.us. Look no further. Um, you have articles from me on there, some of my content, a lot of colleagues' content, op-eds, memes, straight breaking news, all of that. And they've been around for a very long time. 25, 30 years. Shout out to all the guys over there. Mark, Andrew, really good people. Again, PatriotPost.us. Link for that will be in the description. Also, shout out to BHEDesigns.com. They make these beautiful handmade wooden flags on the right behind me. You can get ones just like those or a custom one. Large, big, medium, small. It could be a birthday gift, Christmas gift. Just something for yourself, a splurge. You got your PPP. I'm playing. But anyway... Uh, if you want to get one of those, bhedesigns.com. Again, the link will be 
in the box. And also, shout out to the soaps that I carry. Yes, I do carry soaps. You know, everybody got to get clean. That is Mr1920.com. Uh, link for that will be in the description box one more time. Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R 1920.com. So shout out to them. Links in the box. And of course, I got to give myself a shout out. Shout out to ablmerch.com. Hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, and more. Working on new merch right now. You still got probably about a, a 10 or 15 of those USA hats left. Uh, we had a nice little bit of stock because I figured they would go pretty well. And they've done pretty well. So thank you if you already bought a USA hat, um, like the hat that's right there. You got a few more of those in stock. So, and I got a, I got a lot more stuff on there, of course, ablmerch.com. And also anthonyblogan.com. All original articles, all my sources, all my links will be there. So if anybody has a question, if there's ever a troll in the chat that says, hey, ABL, where'd you get that factoid from? Where'd you get that piece of information from? Did you make that up? Did you get that from um, XYZ? No, I didn't. I have a list of sources. Of course, you got Patriot Post, but I got CNN, ABC, NBC, Fox. I have left, right, center, independent, small, large, all news sources from all over the world to substantiate any claims that I make on the internet. Again, anthonyblogan.com. And if you want to contact me directly, uh, I have a contact page, of course. I got my snail mail. I have a P.O. box. You can send me physical items. And shout out to you guys who sent me books. You sent me um, T-shirts, sent me cash. <laughs> shout, shout out to you guys for sending me everything. I appreciate that. I have a snail mail address on there. Also, my email address and my social medias. Follow me on Instagram. I'm going to try to put a lot more attention in the Instagram. Oh, and also, I have alternative media. And shout out to Columbus CWR right there. I happened to catch it just in my corner in my eye who says, shout out to ABL, love the work and hustle. Hey, hey, thank you. I appreciate you. I couldn't do it without you. But shout out to my website, anthonybloga.com. Everything's right there. And let's get into the topics. We got a whole lot going on today. I'm not even really sure where to begin. Where where, or where shall I start? I think I'm going to start with Chicago Mayor because I think I touched on this last time, but I may have touched on it during the phone call because shout out to one of you guys. I, I don't remember your name. and I, I, Hey, I apologize. It's my fault. Blame the black man for it. But one of you guys called last show and you were asking about this. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to do a video on that. And I did it. So shout out to you for giving me the topic. That video I did because of you. So pat on the back for yourself. You deserve it. Big up yourself as a Jamaican say. But the Chicago mayor is threatening to sue gangs because of the violence in the city. Now, when I heard that, I'm like, okay, how are you going to sue gangs in a city? Who are you going to sue? If you go to like LA, some Bloods and Crips have LLCs. But that's not the majority at, at all. And I think the guys that have LLCs are not active gangbangers. Okay, neighborhood, nutty block, whatever they want to call themselves, these guys are not going to be um, easily looked up in uh, this is a business database. It, it, it won't be a website that says, hey, we're, we're the, the gangster X, Y, and Z, this, that, and the third set of this gang. We're going to be doing a drive-by at 9 a.m. on Easter Sunday, bring some snacks and some candy for the kids. They're not going to be doing that. 
your criminal element are not going to have that kind of organization. There may be organization, but it's not going to be to the point where there's a, a chief executive officer of game banging secretary of sidewalk shootings. You're not going to have that with a street gang. So when you're trying to sue these guys, what are you even trying to do? You're going to sue some of the guys that are committing the violence. Well, I have a novel idea. Just hear me out. This just might work. Lori Lightfoot. I know you have a problem with the violence in the city of Chicago and you're trying to figure out ways to solve it. You're trying to sue these guys and get them in trouble that way. But I have a novel idea and just hear it out. You could, you could just punish them according to laws that are already on the books for criminal actions rather than trying to go around the back door and get them on some civil action. If these guys are game banging, shooting them up, boom, 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 bang, bang all day long, how about having police out there, having a police presence, getting these guys arrested, and then getting them sent to the penitentiary, making big rocks and the little rocks? How about that? Maybe that'll work. Rather than giving these guys slaps on the wrist, rather than trying to defund the police, rather than looking the other way when guys are dealing drugs and shooting and killing each other, maybe that might work. If you know who to sue for the violence, why can't you just arrest them? Try using the criminal court rather than the civil court. And check it out. She wants to do, she, she wants to sue them to go after their assets. That's called civil asset forfeiture. That's an old school thing. As I said in my video, I saw that a lot when I was a kid because I remember I was about 12 years old. I told a story already in the video, but I'm going to tell it again right here. I probably was about 11 or 12 years old. And I was riding around with my dad in Portsmouth, Virginia. If you know about Portsmouth, Portsmouth is a dangerous area, depending upon where you are. And that's where I was living at the time. That's partly where I grew up. You know, I remember it, it'd be shooting outside. You got to get down on the ground. That was like normal for me. And then I got told it, it'd be so crazy in some spots that it get to the center of the house. Like it's a, a tornado coming so they can get in the tub. So the bullets can't get all the way through. Cause you can have bullets coming in the front and the back window and if you're in a small apartment, I mean, it could be kind of difficult. But anyway, so we're riding around Portsmouth and I'm looking at a Honda Civic painted with police colors. I'm like, Dad, how does what's, what's going on with this Honda Civic painted in police colors? Because as I said, usually a police car, they'll have a big, you know, a thousand foot long size of a yacht Crown Vic or a Dodge Challenger or something like that for a police car. It's usually the same kind of thing as uniform. It's not really going to be a bunch of different cars that are police cars. But in Portsmouth, back then, you had Honda Civics, and it was a ricer, if you know what that means. If you're from Virginia, you know what I'm talking about. But you had a ricer. It didn't even de-rice. It didn't even put it and modify it. It was straight from the street. It put police paint on it. It did the same thing with like one of them big, um, what, what's some dope boy cars, them tan Tahoes or whatever that kind of, uh, that big SUV is that a lot of other dope boys use. They had one of those too. And they painted it in the police colors. I'm like, why are they doing that? And he said, Hey, you know, this is civil asset forfeiture, right? They raid these dope boys houses. Anybody doing some kind of criminal activity like that. And they take their belongings. And they repurpose them. They'll take their cars. 
Sometimes they'll strip them. Sometimes they'll sell them. Sometimes use them as police cars rather than selling them. And the money that they use, they, they take money from people as well. And they put that into a fund. And this fund becomes the equivalent of taxpayer money. So they, they use that, that, that seized fund money for public works. I'm not lying. Okay, you got potholes in your street. We're going to take some of that dope money and build that up. So now they, they use that money for city things. All right. So, okay, I, I got that part. I understand why it happens. Okay, they, they did some kind of crime. They took the money, and they're going to use it for themselves. Okay, cool. Now, how is that going to stop the crime if you're not locking these guys up appropriately? If the guys are allowed to just sell drugs with, you know, no kind of kickback, there's no real punishment except for every now and again they get busted. Like you're watching these guys for five years pump crack out of a hotel, out of a restaurant, out of their grandmama house. You're watching it going for five years. You decide to bust them. And when you bust them, you take all their money. They might have had $20,000 in the house. They might have had a Honda Civic, a Ricer. They might have had a couple of gold chains, some guns, some cell phones. You take all that stuff. You sell it. You use it, whatever. You put them in jail for like a year or less, and they come right back, and they do the same thing over and over again. So what was the purpose? They're going to get all that stuff right back in five months. So why even do it? And you didn't even get all the money. They got other money stashed away at the baby mama house and everything else. So it's a dumb thing to think that it's going to stop anything. You could seize their assets, but that's not going to help in reducing the crime. How about locking them up and throwing that key away, especially the, these violent gangbangers shooting and killing kids? You know, I was um, on the, on the YouTubes today, and I saw a story on uh, Vlad TV of, I, I forget when this was, when this happened. It might have been like in the 80s or the 90s, or even before then. Uh, this is in Chicago. Speaking of Chicago, uh, the Black Disciples. They had executed an 11-year-old boy because they sent the boy out to kill somebody. So, matter of fact, I got I to gotta reboot. So, we're kind of on the same page. The gang recruited an 11-year-old boy who was already violent. So when they're talking about, oh, he was a baby, all this and that, the boy they recruited had already been violent. They couldn't even put him in foster care because he was violent. He had already been beat people up, stabbing, shooting, all of that. You'll see sometimes 9- and 10-year-old kids shooting guns, right, killing people. They recruited an 11-year-old boy to go and do a hit for them. The boy messed up and wound up killing a gang leader's daughter or sister or something like that. And she was 14 years old. Now, because he made that mistake, the same gang that sent him out there to do that, they went and killed him, an 11 year old boy. So explain to me what taking somebody's cell phone and they Honda Civic is going to do to stop that. The people that did that need to get up under the jail. Matter of fact, not even under the jail. So take them out back and let just go ahead and end it. Go ahead and, let, go ahead and finish it and don't waste time. Don't waste taxpayer resources. If you're worried about money, how about not spending so much of the taxpayer money when it's not needed? Don't let these guys be in jail for 45 years and then mess around and end up dying before their death sentence even comes. You see what I'm saying? Of natural causes. Let's stop all that nonsense and just get just cut straight to the chase. But Different story, I digress. But these harebrained schemes from these mayors and whatnot, I think it's all just trying to get money. 
because the community so-called activist rebuked Lori Lightfoot's plan and said, hey, you know what? That's not going to work. You know what you got to do? You got to give the community money. Put the money into the community. Invest into the community. Now, what does that mean to anybody that has a keen ear? That means, hey, give me the money. I could do better with it than the than the city can. Okay, that's that's what that means. Give me the money. I want it. That's how you have the Sean Kings, a.k.a. Martin Luther Cream, a.k.a. Talcum X. That's how you have these guys that are created. Also, Black Lives Matter. Hey, let's defund the police and give a piece of that money to me in every city across America so I can get a whole real estate portfolio. I'm trying to get a brand new house on the water in the Bahamas. What's up? I'm trying to have my $3.4 million real estate portfolio go to about five to $10 million. I'm trying to get some stocks. I'm trying to get into some startup business. You got whole venture capitalists out there from all this SJW woke money that's floating around. So everybody just trying to get money, but rather than being so greedy and thirsty for some cash, how about just allowing police to do their job? How about locking these guys up? How about having a real police presence there? And also, how about having an environment that is police friendly? You know, a lot of police across the country are quitting, saying, you know what, this ain't really for me. This is a toxic environment. I don't really want to be here. I'm going to go so much. I'm going to just go. I'd rather would be shoveling doo-doo off the ground in San Francisco than be a police officer. I can just do my job, mind my business, and go home. And I'm getting paid a bunch of money. I feel like the doo-doo scoopers and San Fran make more than police. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but if I'm wrong, let me know. But I heard like six figures for a doo-doo scooper. I do that right now if I had to. No, no cap, as the cool kids say. I, I care not. I care not. I got my biohazard suit on. I'm not finna get your stuff on me, get your crazy juice on me. I'm, I'm good to go, right? I'll take that hundred grand versus being a police officer or I'm unappreciated, no support, can't do my job. If I make one false move, it doesn't matter if it's my fault or not, they're gonna send me up the road. My life is over. They're going to end up killing me in the penitentiary for what? Why? Have a friendly environment for police. Empower the police. Let them do their job and lock criminals up. Sound good to me? It sound, it sound good that y'all sound good to me. All right. Bring back Mayberry RFD. 1,000%. Bring it on back. Bring it on back. All right. And what else we got? We have a whole lot going on tonight. There's a whole lot happening. Uh, the D.C. rally. Have you guys seen this? Have, have you guys seen the D.C. rally? Now, I'm not sure. I think some of you guys have been asking me about that. When you call in, you were saying, hey, are you going to that rally in D.C.? Um, to the federal rallies that are watching, because I know you're watching. Shout out to all the feds that watch the show. Hey, salute to you guys. Hopefully, you enjoy what you're watching. You know, it might be your assignment to watch this show, but hopefully, you enjoy what you're watching. You know, I don't want you to be wasting your time sitting here like, you know, get ready to go to bed on the stream. Hopefully you're enjoying the show and thank you for watching. I appreciate it. Matter of fact, if you can like it and you're not on some kind of secure bat phone in a dungeon somewhere, like that video for me, but I digress. So there was a rally today in DC and they were talking about, it's like January 6th, part two, some kind of like um, free the political prisoners on, from January 6th. I was like, nope, that's going to be a trap right away. It's going to be a trap. Don't do it. 
And shout out to Irat Veteran 8888. He's a really big uh, YouTuber here. He has like 2.5 million subs. He's a, he's a what, what they call a gun tuber. He, he does a lot of um, gun related stuff on this page. But he put this on his Instagram page. And if you guys haven't seen it, I'm going to put it on the screen right here so you're able to see and hear what he's talking about. But the Federales visited him at his house. They came to his crib in Georgia before the actual rally started saying, hey, are you going to the rally? Were you at, were you at January 6th? So let's put him on the screen right here. Give me one second and we're going to go ahead and get that rocking. Here we go. And again, this is Iraq Veteran 8888. Look him up right here on the YouTubes and everywhere else. Check him out. Afternoon, everybody. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, look, I wanted to just uh, mention something really quick. Apparently, I didn't know this, but there's something going on tomorrow on the 18th in D.C. I strongly suggest not going. Don't show up. And I'm going to tell you how I know that something's going on at on the 18th tomorrow was because the FBI just showed up on my front door this morning to ask me about if I was in D.C. on the 6th and if I wanted to be in D.C. tomorrow on the 18th. Of course, I didn't know anything was going on, uh, but apparently the FBI just told me something's going on. So uh, don't go. There you go. Have a good day. Enjoy your weekend. So, yeah, the Federals came to his crib. Now, I've not had a federal rally come to my door and knock on wood, hopefully we don't have that happen. But, yeah, I've not had anything like that happen, but I've heard that kind of story before. And I guess they were afraid that it would be like a January 6th repeat. Um, the media were kind of pressuring it. I, I've not heard anybody that I know talk about it at all. I didn't know about it until I think one or two of you guys had called me and told me. And I usually know about all the goings-on. Whenever something like this will go, I, I know everything that kind of goes on. But I hadn't been hearing about this. That's not, maybe it's kind of like beyond my circle. I don't really know. But I, I hadn't really heard about it. But once I did hear about it, I kind of heard about it a little bit more. And I knew, really, I kind of knew that January 6th was going to be like that. That it was going to be some weirdos in the mix. Because anytime it's not really centralized to one group, it can kind of get weird because all the groups show up. If it's not, if it's not for one group organizing it, you have all groups show up. You got normies that show up, good guys, good girls that show up. Then you got the subversive weirdos, the Antifa, the BLM, and nobody can tell who is who because there's no actual group there with members that have been vetted. It's just everybody in the mix. You got federales, you got weirdos, you got, uh, crackheads, a little bit of everything in the mix. And you never know who is who. So when they say January 6th was like the worst thing in the world, it's like, really, was it? And then they say it was all Trump supporters. It's like, really, was it? Is that what's going on? So they put up the little fence, quote unquote fence. We'll talk about walls and whatnot in a minute. But they put that fence back up around the Capitol in D.C. to, I guess, protect it from the big bad Trump supporters. And they had nothing but federal rallies, nothing but Capitol Police. And it was one guy that got arrested and he was a fed. And we have video of everything I'm talking about. Um, now, first, hold on. I'm going to show some pictures you guys may have heard about. And they are pretty funny. But let's start with this arrest of the federal. And let's put it on the screen right quick. 
So if you, if you guys can't see what's going on, this is at this is in DC. I see the monument in the background. It's a few guys mulling around. It's like in, in the crowd from what I see right here in this little freeze frame, I'm seeing guys with telephoto lenses, journalists, obviously. I'm seeing Capitol Police with riot gear. I'm talking about if they had this kind of force at the southern border, we wouldn't have 10,000 people under the bridge right now. But I'll talk about that a little bit later. So kind of walking around. Now, here's a little hubbub. They are arresting this guy or they're questioning him. They got like tactical vests, all black helmets, a little bit too much, quite frankly, just kind of just a show of force. I'm not sure how hot it is out there, but if it's anything beyond 70 degrees, they about to bust in the flames with all that stuff on. Okay. I'm going to get the cred. So did you hear him say, let me get the cred. So they're trying to get his credentials because there's a guy right there with a mask on, all black. And I guess, I guess he has a gun on him. And they're trying to make sure he's supposed to be carrying a gun. Because you can't, you can't really do that in D.C. Guns in D.C. kind of are a no-go. They got shields. They're carrying shields. I'm turning the volume down. They're carrying shields. And they have shields that go over their face. So now they're digging in his pocket. And then they pull out. A badge. It was kind of hard to see it right there, but the guy that they're arresting has a badge on him. And I'm gonna pause it right here. But there's more about this. Um, hold on. Matter of fact, and then they eventually escort him out. But the video kind of gets weird on Twitter. But they escort him out. If he was to have a gun on him, and it was illegal in DC, he would get arrested right there. But because he was an undercover federale, then it's all good. So here's a up, here's a more up close picture of the guy's credential. All right. If I can zoom in a little bit, that'd be good. Let's try to do it this way. All right. So that's him. That's a guy being arrested or detained, whatever you want to call it. And then here's the guy's wallet. You can see the badge right there. Okay. And then you can see like a little bit more of a clear picture right there. That's a badge. So the only guy that got arrested <laughs> was law enforcement. And you know, they, they do that all the time. It's like, oh, are you undercover? And they ask him, are you undercover? He's like, nah, I'm just here. I'm just here. Is he a midget? I don't know. I think the other guys just have a bunch of stuff on. That the crazy, look, look at his body armor. I mean, really? Are you about to fight a final boss in the RPG or what? Good grief. I mean, all of that for some, all of that for nothing, really. Nobody was even armed on January 6th. What are you even doing? But yeah, now that's that. That was that one guy that got arrested. But also, here are some guys. Here, here is a, a prime example. Let me, let me go back to it right quick. Here's a prime example of the kind of guys you want to avoid. If you go to an event like this and we say, hey, there's federalities everywhere. These guys, who you need to look out for. Now, 
Check it out. <laughs> These guys are at the so-called march. Now, do you believe they're just regular, everyday guys? They're not with the feds at all. I mean, look at these guys. First of all, let's let's break this down, shall we? Okay. All these guys are dressed almost the same. They have on, like, kind of, I don't want to say, like, not tight shirts, but I guess you would say fitted T-shirts, probably the best way to say it. What, but patterns on it, it looks look like, like an Old Navy commercial, an Abercrombie commercial, that kind of stuff, right? That's clue one that these guys might be kind of on the, in the federales. Number two, all clean shaven, no beards. Number three, all have on dark sunglasses that appear to be the same sunglasses. Number four, all have short haircuts, a lot of high and tight stuff going on. And shout out to one person on Facebook who said that this guy right here in the center appears to have a fresh haircut because his scalp area where it's like shave is buzzed all the way up to the top, like completely bald. That area is super white, like glowing white. I'm talking about sheet of paper white, but he has more of a tan on the rest of his body. Except for, except for that one part where his hair was covering it from the sun. That's a very good observation. Um, also you have the one guy right here in a teal color shirt or blue, whatever that is, he's turning around, and the way he's looking is like, okay, do I need to kill this person? Like, what's going on here? You understand what I'm saying? All these guys are pretty, you know, you tell, you tell they go in the gym, they work out. They dress like they're young guys, but they're kind of old guys. You understand? Have you ever seen that meme where it's like, hello, fellow students or fellow young people? When it was Steve Buscemi, that's kind of what's going on here, right? And the the last, one of the last things, aside from the matching watches, these two guys right here, the one guy in the multicolor, not multicolor, but, but patterned black and white shirt, and the guy with the uh, polka dot blue and white polka dot shirt, they got the same watch or a similar watch, similar stance, everything is like they're clones, uh, like Agent Smith from The Matrix, um, Mr. Anderson, that's what's going on here. But the final thing is the black socks. It's like it took off their um, regular suit that they would wear. And then they put on this stuff on top of it. Like it was like they went into a, a Clark Kent booth and then put this on. But they didn't really have time to, to uh, change out their socks. And this one guy has his socks, has his socks all the way pulled up. Like he might have put on a, a pair of pants and some shoes to go to uh, a black tie gala. But the other guys had their socks kind of pulled down in their shoes because they understand the assignment. However, these guys are not fooling me. I'm seeing federales all day long. Yeah, everybody got their watch. Everybody's like the same thing. Mr. Mr. Anderson, that's what's going on right there. So if you didn't go to the march today, September the 18th, 2021, you are smart. You didn't miss anything. All that you missed was an opportunity to see some of your favorite federal agents in person. Matter of fact, I should have gone to that event, although I have no desire to. I should have gone to meet some of my federal agents that watch me. Maybe some of the guys are assigned in the, to the ABL live show. I'd love to meet them and say, hey, man, how y'all doing? Y'all enjoy the show? Y'all watch? Need some merch? What's going on? I'd love to see what's happening. But I'm no 
I'm no no violent person, so I've no I've no reason to go there. I'm not trying to get arrested. I'm not trying to have these guys put you on the radar or the no fly list or nothing like that. And Ted Lieu, the Democrat guy, he said that the reason why there was a low turnout is because Trump does not have the stranglehold on the Republican Party anymore. It's like, are you dumb? Was it a Trump rally? Did Trump really just go out there and say, hey, go here, endorse it? No. Everybody knew that it was going to be a bunch of feds there. Everybody knew that. Uh, everybody was saying it. I said it. People that been saying it. This is not. This is not new knowledge. If it was a Trump rally, however, that's more contained. It makes more sense. I go to that, but not to an event like this. Not in the least bit. All right, but well, we got some more stuff going on. Now, shout out to. Hold on. Let me get it together over here. Shout out to. Oh. Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj versus the mainstream media. Now, I may have said this last time about Nicki Minaj where the whole story was she put a tweet on Twitter talking about the vaccine, just asking questions like, okay, is is Pfizer better than Moderna or whatever? Um, Just asking questions. It wasn't even necessarily about being skeptical. I just have questions. And if I am skeptical, that's my right as an American to be skeptical. I don't have to believe in whatever you want me to believe in because I got to believe in it. That's my choice. My body, my choice, right? So she had a few questions and the internets didn't like that too much. When I say the internets, I mean lefties on the internets, a lot of these uh, blue check mafia members, Chunk Yogurt's nephew, Joyanne Reed from MS-13 DNC, a lot of other celebrities that didn't like it too much. Because she was questioning their religion. How dare you question the vaccine? Don't say a word. Keep your mouth shut. When I first saw the tweet that Nicki Minaj put up, you know, if you don't know who she is, very well-known rapper, a multimillionaire, of course. I saw that first tweet she put up, and almost immediately after that was put up, here comes Joy Reid with a response that she had filmed on air on MSNBC. And she had one white guy here, one white guy there, talking about sister girl this, all this and that, and our people. It's like, Joy Reid, stop playing. You're, the, the, the white man told you to get on air and do that. Let's, let's not even go down this old blackity black black road. You have a boss. You have a job. You got to make money. You take orders. Race is not even important. Well, in her case, it was important to her boss because she was put out there to attack Nicki Minaj so it wouldn't be seen as racist, right? But the whole race thing is not where Joy Reid should really be in a true way. She was just there because that was requested of her to do so, not because she wanted to go out there and make a statement. But anyway, so that tweet got a lot of traction. And Nicki Minaj, double and triple, quadruple down, said, no, nope, I'm not going to start asking questions. You can't tell me what to do. You can't say that I can't agree with a Republican like Tucker Carlson because I'm a black person and I got to just vote Democrat and do whatever. So that was very good, but Twitter didn't like that. So they went ahead and blocked access to her Twitter. Now there's all kind of semantics floating around, all kind of things being said. Twitter said that they didn't, um, they didn't take action against her for the action that was stated as far as the, the vaccine and stuff like that. But they didn't deny taking action against her. They said they did not take action against her for that specific reason. That's lawyer language. Oh, no, I didn't block you for that, but I blocked you for this. 
But to the average normal, they think, oh, no, they didn't block her. She's lying. No, you just didn't. You just didn't read that properly. You didn't. You saw what you wanted to see. Not what was actually said. When you're talking about Twitter, Facebook, these social media giants, when they put out statements, it's going to be very exact and very specific because if they say something that's crazy and outside the way, they can get sued for that perhaps. Or if they go into a Senate hearing, that they get brought up when they said something that wasn't true or you know, contradictory. So they don't want to do stuff like that. They talk to a lawyer and they craft statements. Just like when Jack Dorsey is, is CEO of Twitter, when he was on Joe Rogan with, um, what was the name? Uh, uh, Tim Poole. And there was this Indian lady there right next to him. And people were wondering, who was that? She has some kind of weird title, marketing VP. I don't know what her title was, but that was his lawyer. That's what was going on because when Tim Poole would ask questions, she will often interject with the lawyery answer. That was his lawyer. That's what that was. But Nicki Minaj got blocked from Twitter and she went on this big Instagram rant talking about this is scary. This is like communist China because she's a big star, been all over the world. She's gone to China. And what they told her in China was you can't talk about their political figures in a negative way. You got to be respectful to them. You can't really speak out. There's no freedom of speech over there. And she's saying that same thing appears to be happening over here. And she also was talking about when she was a child and she'd go to church and she would say, people told her, you got to be grateful to be here to be able to, you know, praise freely because some parts of the world, you can't do that. What does that sound like? China again, try being a Muslim in Xinjiang, AKA East Turkestan. You're going to get put in a quote unquote re-education camp, never to be seen again. You get disappeared by the Chinese Communist Party. And also, about this whole thing about blocking and censoring, they do that in China as well. When there are things coming out from Xinjiang, again, going back to the Uyghurs, when they're coming out and saying that they're being disappeared, they can't find their family anymore, oh, that can't exist in China. That can't exist in the mainland or in the West. They don't want you to see that. They don't want you to see... Uh, drone footage of their quote-unquote re-education camps. They don't want you to see the drone footage of them herding Uyghurs onto a plane. I mean, pardon me, onto a train. And you know where they're going. They ain't coming back no time soon, if at all. They don't want you to see that. So all that gets censored. You only see what they approve of. And to the average Chinese normie, and to the average American normie, whatever they see on television, on CNN or whatever, it's true. They don't second guess it. They just take it for gospel. But we here, you guys and I, we think about it. It's like, does that make sense? Is that logical? We, we try to figure out the truth rather than just taking what they say for gospel. But she got blocked from that for that on Twitter. Then it became a media frenzy because of one thing she said about her cousin now, I don't want to get into the, the, the details, but let's just say her cousin had an adverse reaction to the vex, according to what she heard. According to her anecdotal story, that's what was going on. Her cousin got the vex, had an adverse reaction, and then there were some other issues that happened that complicated his marriage or pending marriage. So she said that was a cousin in Trinidad. The health secretary from Trinidad got on TV and addressed Nicki Minaj directly, talking about... We took all day to run this down. We took all day, but can't find it. Saying basically, 
hey, we look all over the island. We can't find any cooperation of this story. We don't have anything like that in Trinidad. So then it became news networks going to Trinidad to find her cousin, literally. And she got DMs from reporters from The Guardian or one person from The Guardian talking about, hey, um, we want to talk to you or to your cousin. And I know you're kind of apprehensive. Matter of fact, I think it was not necessarily to her. I think it was a DM sent to one of her family members. And they were trying to get them to do an interview or to talk to them. And they were saying in the tweets that, hey, I know you kind of, you know, hesitant to talk to us. But CNN is, CNN is here already. CNN is in Trinidad and they're going to find you. So if they find you, then they're going to put out all your information where you live at your address. Talk to us and we won't do that to you. We'll keep all your information confidential. So what it sounds like to me is talk to me or we're going to dox you. So Nicki Minaj said, all right, bet. How about I dox you? <laughs> I'm not saying doxing is okay. Obviously it's not okay. It's not right for the reporters to threaten to dox Nicki Minaj or her family. But if they threaten to dox you and you dox them back or dox them first, I mean, how are you going to say I'm in the wrong or not me? Cause I'll never do that. But how's anybody going to say Nicki Minaj is in the wrong for doxing the reporters when they were threatening to dox her family all because of this story that came from a tweet, a tweet. It went from a tweet to, yo, we're here in Trinidad and we're going to track you down. We're going to find you. What? I didn't even say anything. She said it. Why are you trying to track? The media does that. So I think people are seeing this. Nicki Minaj has 22 million followers on Twitter, but she has 150 million followers on Instagram. And more than that, when you're talking about just fans all over the world, Japan, Africa, Asia, Europe, everywhere, you got fans all over the world, all over the U.S., Canada, Mexico. When people see how she's being treated by the media, being bullied and whatnot, it may cause a domino effect of others. You'd be like, all right, I'm going to go against them as well. I'm not going to be bullied by them either. I'm not going to let them DM me and threaten to dox me so I'll talk to them. I'm not going to do that. So shout out to her. You know, her music, I'm not a fan of the music, but that's irrelevant. I don't got to be a fan of your music to support what you're doing. You know, it's a lot of people that I don't approve of everything they do, but that doesn't really make a difference. What's most important is, is what you're saying right? Is it relevant? Do I support your right to say it? Matter of fact, I support anyone's right to say a thing I don't agree with because it's your right. I'm not going to sit here and tell you you can't say a thing because I don't like it. That's not my, that's not even really my prerogative. I don't really, that's, that's you. Whatever you say is on you. I don't got to agree with it, but if I agree, then I agree. I can't, I'm not going to sit here and play that game bank and bloods and crips game where it's like, you know, you, you got to always, it's like, it's like you got to have enemies and you got to always hate them no matter what. I will never do that because if that's the case, how would you ever get anybody to come to the other side? Because in reality, if it's going to be game banging, game banging red versus blue all the time, then you would never be able to get anybody on your side. It'll always just be that way. And that's it. 
in the way it is right now, that's not going to help us out at all because California is melting. The left coast is melting. You know, it's a lot of these liberal cities are melting down to the ground. So we don't want what's happening now to persist into the future, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, shout out to Nicki Minaj for just keeping it all the way real and letting everybody know, hey, you cannot bully me or my family. You want to try to dox me? All right, well, check this out. I'm going to do this. And speaking about um, bullying hypocrisy from the left and melting liberal cities, here's a little video I have for you guys. I almost forgot to show you. Um, you know, there's a big uh, mask mandate in San Francisco, right? Is it mask mandate? Is it a mask mandate still or is it a vaccine mandate? Matter of fact, it's a mask mandate. In San Francisco, um, you can't, if you go to a restaurant, you must be actively, you got to wear your mask all the time. So basically, when you're in a restaurant, what they want you to do is have your mask on like this, eat like this. You know, basically, keep the mask on, pull it down to eat it a bite, and put it back up to chew it. And keep it on when you're talking and doing things like that. That's what the ordinance or order or law, whatever they want to call that in San Fran says. But the mayor of San Fran, London Breed, was not doing that at this nightclub, having a good old time, dancing, shaking it up, doing whatever she wants. That's right, Tasha. The mayor was partying it up. So here's a, here's a video on the screen. Uh, it has music in the background, so I really don't want to play the music. But you guys get the idea. Now, the person that's really excited in the top left-hand corner right there, that's London Breed, the mayor of San Fran. Having the good old time, ain't she? Right? Now, no masks. Nobody here in this clip has masks on. No distancing. None of that. And it's a live band, and she's right next to the band. So they got microphones, they spit and it's not all on the microphones. People get cameras out. Everybody's having a good old time, right? The ordinance says you must be wearing a mask at all times, except for when you're actively consuming food or drink. Now, if you're not in the process of taking a bite of food, you can't have your mask off, but nobody here has a mask on. People would say, oh, but they all got the shot. Well, so what? It doesn't make a difference. It's still a mask mandate. The rules are so strict in San Francisco, it's causing just regular people to not be able to make a living if they have a business there. And then on top of that, you have the rules that prevent anybody from being prosecuted for stealing below $1,000. So people are just getting robbed all the time. Stores are closing. It's a whole big mess. Meanwhile, the mayor has plenty of time to party. I wonder how many guys in here are hiring heroin right now. Probably quite a few. I saw a video of London Breed looking right at a dope fiend in his eyes, talking about direct eye contact, looking in his eyes as he was preparing a needle to shoot heroin. Middle of the daytime with police around, cameras, all of that. All of that. But, hey, it's, it's, a, it's a good old time to party. Ain't nothing going on that's wrong. My city's not falling apart. We don't have doo-doo on the ground right outside. It's all good. Having a good old time, violating my own order. And the funniest part is that those who are subject to the order are in the comment section trying to, what did, what did cool kids say? Trying to cape for Miss Breed. It's crazy, but hey, 
it is what it is. You know, and, and enjoy your dancing, enjoy your good old time. It's 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 all good. It's all good. Now, speaking about shots and mandates and whatnot, we gotta talk about some more stuff here. Um, the mother in Florida who was forced out of her apartment due to the mandate, due to the uh the vax mandate. Now, this mother apparently was paying the bills and everything because she's in Florida. There's no more eviction moratorium. So she had been paying the bills. Everything was all good. And if you know about apartments, you know how it goes. You want a lease usually on a, on a yearly lease. Uh, sometimes you do month to month, but that's not necessarily as common. Usually standard issue is a one year lease and it expires at a certain point. So they usually let you know, like three months out if you intend to renew or if you don't, because if you don't want to renew, they can kind of get your apartment ready quicker and they know when you leave in basically. But anyway, they had informed her it's time to renew. So whenever you're ready, come on down and sign the renewal and we'll keep on going that way. Sometimes they raise the rent and at least renewal, but not all the time. But she was like, all right, cool. I'll be ready to go. And like two weeks later, she got a notice on the door that says, hey, if you want to renew, you got to get the shot. And she doesn't want to get the shot. Now, understand this. This is a black woman, right? Protect black women, black voices matter, all this and that. That's what they say. Anyway, black woman, two kids. I presume single because there was no man around. But anyway, she's paying her bills, doing the right thing, ready to renew. Here comes a curveball. You got to get the shot to get to be able to renew your lease. So she went down to the leasing office and talked to the landlord, Santiago Alvarez, in person, I presume. And she was trying to get some kind of loophole, trying to get some kind of way to work with it. And it was just like a hard no. We're not going to sign this lease unless you get the shot. And she was smart because she was like, hey, is that in writing? Is that in black and white? Is that on my lease? Is it, is it, almost, is it, is it there that you have to, that I must get the vaccine? And they were like, no, nah, it's not there on the lease. It's like, oh, okay, but I got to sign it anyway. Now that's a red flag right there because if you're making me sign this lease and if you know about leases, we're talking about apartments, multiple pages. Like when I used to rent an apartment every year to give you a folder, a thick folder with all your papers in it. And you got to sign each page. They explain to you what's on the page. You initial it. That's how it was when I was in the apartment in Virginia. They explained to you each page. You initial it, initial, initial, initial. It was like buying a house almost to lease an apartment. But anyway, she's like, is that in writing? She's like, and they're like, nah. So if it's not in writing, then why are you trying to require it? If you can't put that part in writing, then why give me these 25 pages to have everything else in writing? It could be an easy form you put in there because a lot of the pages are individual sheets of paper talking about mold and stuff like that. Put the vaccine thing in there or you can't do that because it's illegal. So the guy knew it was illegal and he said the reason why he did that is because he got tired of seeing his tenants die allegedly and he wants people to be vaccinated to protect other people from dying, which is completely dumb. A- it's illegal. You can't do that. There's already a rule against this. He must have go to court and fight it, though. But you are, it already came from the governor, DeSantis. For every violation of 
the ordinance against requiring vaccinations, $5,000 each. It should be a higher fee. I say $25,000 each for each violation on which someone requires a vaccination to engage in business of any kind, $25,000. That's what it should be for the fine. But anyway, he knows it's not legal. That's why he didn't put it in the lease. But then beyond that, he says, oh, I got it to protect other tenants from people who are not vaccinated. First of all, if I'm in my apartment and it's me and two kids, what does that got to do with anybody else? Right? We're not in some kind of communal living. This ain't no penitentiary where it's like a bunch of guys in the dormitory. It's not like that. You're in an apartment. I got my space. You got your space. And that's it. But let's just say they got to congregate at some point in, in the hallway. And if it's a, if it's a, uh, some stairs or elevator, whatever the case may be. If your vaccine works, then you straight, right? If you get the shot, you good. It protects you. If it doesn't protect you, then how can my shot protect you? If you can't protect, if you can't protect you with your shot, how are you going to protect me with your shot? Type sense that make. If you have on a bulletproof vest that doesn't work and you get shot straight through it and you tell me, hey, man, put this same vest on a duplicate of my vest so my vest will work better. It's not changing the makeup of your vest. You still got the same vest with no pads, no plates, no nothing. You got a silk comforter on your chest, sir. So if I put one on. We're going to be shot together. We're going to be Swiss cheese together. Put it together, it'd be a whole puzzle, a whole jigsaw puzzle to put together. 144 pieces ASAP from one gunshot. Bang! We Swiss cheese from one buckshot from a shotgun. It makes no sense. People don't understand what this is. They're doing things that are illegal and anti-science. What did Rochelle Walensky say, the CDC director, the vaccine only prevents hospitalization for the person who has it. It does nothing for anyone else. It does not prevent transmission, meaning catching it or spreading it. It only helps with going to the hospital less, allegedly. That's all they say. People talking about, oh, well, if you get it, you're going to get herd immunity. Where did that come from? Making up stuff. Oh, if you get it, we're going to have a better chance of being able to fight it. She said that it doesn't do that. If it doesn't do that, how is it going to do it when more of us have it than it doesn't do it? If my bike does not have wheels on it and you get the same bike, if everybody's pedaling, ain't nobody going nowhere and no wheels on it. It don't work. People are dumb, though, and they're, they're driven by fear. So their fear drives them to latch on to a thing that they think is correct when it's incorrect. But hey, so this is really crazy. Hopefully this guy goes to the penitentiary for this. You already know how I let it do. Be rocks, little rocks. Well, if not to jail, at least the fine got to get paid. And if I was the young lady in a situation with the kids and all of that, oh, I'm suing. Oh, I'm suing big time. And the guy, the landlord talking about some, I don't put, I want to put nobody on the street. I'll give them some time. It's like, nah, I have an apartment. I'm paying my bills. I'm not delinquent. I do my thing. You're basically evicting me 
by an undue process. You're you're kind of coercing me to get out. You're forcing me to get out. Eviction, you got to go through a legal process. You can't just evict somebody just because. It's got to be a process legally. You got to go to a judge and all that kind of stuff. You can't just say get out if you have a lease and all that kind of stuff. That's not how that works. It's got to be a proper eviction. So that was kind of an end around to an eviction. And the, and the woman said that the reason why she left voluntarily versus getting evicted is because she still got to live somewhere. So if you're not dealing with a lot of money and you get kids and everything, single mom, you're trying to secure an apartment before you must run to get evicted and be homeless. Number one. And then number two, when you're trying to go somewhere else, you got that mark on your record of an eviction and you won't get a good recommendation from your previous, um, from, from your previous apartment. Now, when I moved from Virginia to where I'm at now, I rented a house. In my previous apartment, I put them down as a reference so the people that, the landlords of the, of the house I was renting, they could call them and be like, hey, was he, was he a good tenant? He paid rent on time. And they, and they did that. They actually did call. So it matters. So she was smart to do it the way she did. She was forced out. But I would sue ASAP. And even if somebody would say kind of like a situation where if you have a job and you quit versus being fired and you have no recourse, it's different in this case because it was clear the guy was doing something that was incorrect, possibly against uh, some kind of mandate, maybe even illegal to do that that way. So there's definitely a case there. I would sue for sure. If I was a lawyer, I'd go pro bono just to, just to get that big check on the back end. I'd be Ben Crump. <laughs> I'd be Ben Crump of, the, uh, of, of Florida. But anyway... Thank you guys for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed what you're hearing so far, go ahead and get the video a thumbs up. Also, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And shout out to that teacher in Blacksburg, Virginia. That's out there where Virginia Tech is. That's like way far out Western Virginia, like right off, right off 81. It's south of Roanoke where my dad is from. It's south of Roanoke. It's like in between Roanoke and Bristol, Tennessee. So it's like right there off of 81. You also got, I think, Sanford is right there. A lot, a lot of colleges right there in that area. Virginia Tech, obviously in Blackbird. So this guy's a high school teacher talking about um, having behavior standards for kids in school is racist because things like sitting down and being quiet and paying attention are parts of white culture. So to try and impose white culture onto non-whites, and if you're in Blacksburg, it's going to be blacks and whites, not really anybody else as far as I know. To try and impose that culture on non-whites, read blacks, that's racist. Now, it's racist to say that. If you have behavior standards, uh, it should be the same across the board, and it shouldn't be reduced artificially to help someone or to make things look better. So, prime example, if you have behavior standards and the white kids aren't having really many issues following it, but the black kids are, it can't be seen as a thing that's racist against blacks. It can't be seen as that. It's obviously a cultural difference somewhere. So don't reduce it to have fewer blacks get disciplined because what you're going to have is a more dangerous environment and a less uh, environmentally friendly environment. I mean, pardon me, environmentally friendly. Uh, a less educationally, if that's the word, friendly environment. So have the standard be the same. If black kids happen to get suspended more than white kids, then so be it. 
blame their parents or blame them. Don't blame the behavior standards. Have the same standard for everyone. So that's what's happening right now in um, in college, where the Asian students are suing like the big leagues, the the, the Ivy leagues, for keeping them out. The Ivy League schools want to get more black and Hispanic students rather than just only whites and Asians. So what they do, they have all these measures, these matrix seeks to get into college. You got to have your GPA, uh, SAT, um, recommendations, whatever, whatever, whatever. You have all that stuff. If everything checks out, okay, it's the next part. Personality. Are you a good team player? Stuff like that. Asians typically always ranked low and personality. Why? It is arbitrary. It's arbitrary. Like you can say what your opinion about someone is your opinion. It's not based in fact. My SAT score is a fact. My GPA is a fact. Where I went to school and the curriculum is a fact. The difficulty or ease of my program, which I attended, is a fact. It can't be, it's not up for debate. Right? But when it comes to if you like me or not. If I'm a good team player or not, if I'm friendly or not, that's up to you. I've been told that I'm scary, mean, and also super nice. Mr. Rogers, I've heard everything from Mr. Rogers to Freddy Krueger in the same day, from in, in the same in the same place in the same day. But I'm the exact same way for everybody I meet. So it's subjective. It's all about what you coming in with, your your existing preferences, your prejudices, whatever you got, bring to the table, your particular life, it's up to you. So Asian students typically ranks low on personality. Why? Because they want to keep Asian students out or to reduce the Asian population to bring in more blacks and browns. And what they do with the blacks and browns is they give them breaks on the SAT. They give them breaks on the personality, they give them breaks on the GPA. So what you end up with are black and brown students that are not qualified to be at a very high-paced program. Shout out to Thomas Sowell, who he called it mismatch. There's a whole book about it. I said it before. You are in a college that's not suited for you. You're not going to perform very well. And at the end of it, you're going to think, oh, it's racist. And you're right to a certain extent, but not in the way you think. It's racist that you're not doing well because the only reason why you're there at all is because of your race. You shouldn't be there. But those who are going through it think that the teachers hate them because they're black and they're grading them harshly because they're black and they're not getting proper education because they're black. They feel like it's an attack from the teachers and whatnot against them, but really it was the administration for putting them there to begin with based on their race. You see what I'm saying? And it'd be the same thing here with the behavioral stuff. If you... Tell these kids they're not doing the wrong thing. If you get little uh, Jamar Quavius throwing a chair across the room and you don't nip that in the bud, you say, oh, he's just part of black culture. No, it's not part of black culture. You're throwing a chair across the room. That's not a thing I ever did as a kid. If you were to do something like that, you were going to get suspended and everybody knew it. That's not a thing you just do. It doesn't matter who gets disciplined the, the most or the least. You got to have the same... Um, Standard across the board. Don't give anyone better treatment or worse based on their race. That's it. It should be pretty easy to understand, but not everybody really gets that. But a lot of these woke leftist guys, I'll tell you how they feel. They know that there's a behavior problem with the black kids. They know that. And they feel like if you just, 
if you enforce behavioral standards, then that's racist because it's already a, they they can't help it. It's the now nah, keep the same energy for everybody. It's the same thing they, they talk about when it comes to crime. They want to quote unquote defund the police because in their mind they think the reason why there's so much crime in these poor quote unquote poor areas is because of the police presence. Because when they were a kid, it did not have all this police around them all the time. I mean, where I live right now, I rarely ever see the police. I mean, I go to political events. I see him there. I know the deputy sheriff. I met the actual sheriff, uh, mayor, senator, state senator, governor. I met, all, I, met, I met everybody. So I'm around them in those kind of situations. But where I live, I almost never see police, ever. They, I don't really hear sirens like that. But if I go back to the hood, go back to Portsmouth and whatnot in Virginia, well, I see them all the time. I would see them, they'd be like part of the, the neighborhood. Why? Is it because they're racist? Is it because they're there to just sow seeds of chaos? No, it's because they're needed. They got to be there because if there's no police there, then who's going to be uh, protecting the area? Who's going to be bringing the bad guys to justice? Who's going to do that? Who's going to do that? Somebody got to do it. If you take them away, there's going to be problems. I saw a poll today from Minneapolis. So shout out to them. Not necessarily the city of Minneapolis as far as the um, leadership. Shout out to, I don't want to, I'm going I'm to stop right there, but I'm, I'll just keep on moving. Um, so there was a poll that came out and it was to the people of Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they were talking about defunding the police. And I think 75% of black respondents said do not defund at all because they understand like when I was a kid in the hood, it was never a complaint about the police being like being there too much. That was never the problem. The problem was when you would call, they wouldn't arrive in a, in a speedy amount of time. They wouldn't be there quick enough. You know, it could be a, like, I remember one time it was a shooting when I was older, actually, when I was in Chesapeake, um, there was a shootout, OK Corral. I'm talking about boom, boom, like for minutes, it went on, like across the way from where I live, not in my neighborhood, but like I can hear it across the street in that neighborhood. But anyway, it's this long shootout. They're going for forever, it felt like. And then half hour later, come the police. <laughs> That's always a complaint. So if you defund the police, how is that complaint that everybody has in the hood going to improve? You only hate the police if you are a criminal in the hood. That's it. If you like to sell drugs and whatnot, you hate the police. If you are a regular normie citizen, just minding your business, going to work, going to school, doing whatever you're doing, taking care of your kids, or being a kid, you don't hate the police. You have, why, why would you hate the police? For what? That's just not how that goes. Now, is there any kind of brutality? I guess that happens sometimes, but that's not even really worth talking about, quite frankly, because it's rare. What's the point in talking about that? People complain about things that go on around them, but they don't do anything to change it. If, it, if I was in a situation where I had a bad police force and I could do something with it, something about it, I'd join the force if I had a complaint. If I'm in the so-called hood, I don't have any money, but yet I'm young, I got a little bit of exuberance left and I can go out to make a difference, I do it rather than complaining, but people don't do that. 
anyway, I digress. So shout out to everybody for being here. You guys are fantastic. I like the video as well. Shout out to my man, uh, Steve Travago. Says 2.6K in chat, only 1.5K likes. Yeah, get the likes up. <laughs> get the likes up. Thank y'all for joining again. We got Super Chats on deck, and then I'm going to get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Give me a few minutes. So I'll get straight to the calls. So y'all just hang tight on that for now. Okay, I got Super Chats on deck. I got to get to where they're hiding that. And let's go to Leo Mazzino, who says, I always thought the FDA says a drug can only treat or cure a disease or something. Well, with other alternatives, I guess it's not it's out the window. It's weird. I feel like what's happening right now with the Vax is that they only want that to be the treatment because they want a monopoly on that market. They don't want anything else to actually be there because it could work and ruin the monopoly. I'm not saying that's true. That's just how I feel. And if I'm wrong, let me know. Shout out to Wolfgang Dial who says, quote, as a good German, I follow orders, unquote. It's something I wrote to my professor advisors this week, making a splash at the uni while the gloves holding, while the glowies holding DC. <laughs> right on. Thank you for that. Thank you to Columbus CWR who says, shout out to ABL, loved work and hustle. Appreciate you for that one, boss. Thank you to Jamie, who says, I'm grateful to God that I get to work my high parts off doing what I love. I pray the same for you. Oh, right on. Thank you. Thank you to Ian Kenny, who says, Coleon Noir is the best gun tuber on the YouTubes. Check him out if you haven't. He did a great breakdown of the Rittenhouse incident, and he's a lawyer. Yeah, shout out to Coleon Noir. Really good channel. I like him a lot. Also, Iraq Veteran 8888. Really good gun tubers. I follow a few of those guys. But I like them a lot. So shout out to them. Uh, also, we got a few from Apu, of course, as always. Apu says, still sad about Larry Elder. Disappointing. Next time. Shout out to the Federal Rallies and Khakis and Ray-Bans. <laughs> uh, you see D.C. Rally, Capitol Police arrested, undercover Federal Rally. Defund FBI who enabled Dr. Nasser pedophile. Yeah. It's like, all right, FBI, you have some more important fish to fry, don't you? You could be doing something with that border crisis. I didn't even address that tonight. I forgot about the border crisis, but you could be addressing the border crisis right now rather than um, going to this January 6th retreat. That's what it was. They're out there having a good time. They may as well pop, pop some beers open and drink them and just call it a day. Um, shout out to Apple who says, have any Biden administration official resigned yet? Disgrace. They, they should resign, but I've not seen anything like that happen yet. Uh, Apple also says Trump Merck's terrorists, Dems cry, Biden's Merck kids. Exactly. Right. You see, did you guys see that where Biden, um, well, the administration ordered a drone strike in Afghanistan talking about they're killing ISIS K. But what they really did was kill seven innocent kids and three innocent adults. Some of some, oh, they were in the white Camry, a white Camry really in the Middle East. That's like saying you got a white Honda Civic here in the States or even a white Camry. That's a common car. That's matter of fact, that's like saying you have a car in the U.S. Well, great. Try narrowing it down a little bit more than that before we just do a drone strike on them and kill them. The dumbest, I mean, incompetence. People said that Trump and his White House were incompetent. Uh, please. These guys look like Rhodes Scholar, Rain Man, geniuses compared to these morons in the D.C., 
area right now. Complete idiots. A white Camry. Come on. Like, do a little bit better than that. Anyway, I'm getting triggered. Um, Apple also says, Democrats silent, Democrats hypocrites. Um, also, RIP Norm MacDonald, Savage Troller of Slick Willie, Killery OJ, and the Demented Harpies of The View. Check out the videos. So hilarious, so funny. Roland Martin live stream, 49 viewers. <laughs> um, thank you for that. And shout out to, hold on, let me go back to where I was. Shout out to TSM Space who says, the bottom line is that the everyday American is completely leaderless. Thank you to Wolfgang who says, college guy attire, yeah, at a lefty BS school. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Apple says, awesome live stream with Brennan Tatum, Craig Long, and ABL. And also, please do more Thursday evening live streams. We'll try to. We'll try to do our best to do more of those. Thank you to San Diego Varsity Sports who says, Bosco High School, Los Angeles, smashed Virginia Oscar Smith High School last night, 49-0, then applied for political asylum in, asylum in VA. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um, Funny enough, you said that. I saw that on my Facebook page. I know a guy who has a son on the team and Oscar Smith. I used to live right there, right by Smith. I lived, I lived on that same street. That's on Great Bridge Boulevard. I used to live right there. I could walk to Smith. Smith is a really good school in Virginia, but Bosco is like number three in the nation. So you're talking about like the Golden State Warriors in their heyday versus like, I don't know, Toronto Raptors or something like that. Both NBA teams, but one is just, you know, a little bit beyond the other. So shout out to Oscar Smith High School. Also, uh, Bosco High School in L.A. Thank you to Apple who says, please have on Jericho Green, Modern Renaissance Man, and Terrence, Terrence Williams. Thank you to Laura Catherine for the T emoji. Shout out to Craig Sager who says, great name, by the way. Craig Sager says, Atlanta put a $5 million steel fence around the Capitol in October of 2020, a month before the election. Then Democrats played on about January 6th. Exactly. Exactly. Like, how did Atlanta know it, but the federalities in D.C., come on, they knew what it was. They already knew what time it was in the beginning. They picked up Enrique Tario the date the night before to get him out of D.C. so there wouldn't be anything that went down that was too crazy because they didn't want to lose their asset. I mean, the stuff is so obvious. It's right in front of your face. It's like right here. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. It's ridiculous. All right, so hold on, let me see. TSM Space says, Twitter, the oligarch, and Google, Facebook, etc. Shout out to Matthew Richardson who says, Tom McDonald and Nicki Minaj are going to collaborate. <laughs> um, let's, let's not. Toon She says, it was in the news. Her fans went out to protest. Now, that was, I, I saw that about Nicki Minaj and her fans went out to protest. Um... I, I I recognize that guy that was talking with the mask, with the stuff on his face, with the um little logo. That was Gazi Koto. If you know what that is, if you know about YouTube, you know what that is. That guy is a 1,000% nut. A 1,000% nut. But the, the, the spirit behind what she did is still great. But that guy that was protesting, total nut. A few crayons short of a full 64 count box. Uh, thank you to Carl's Zaragata, who said, shout out to, oh, from Brazil. Yeah, shout out to Brazil. Big up. Thank you to Jedi. What's this? Um, 
to Billion, who says, hi, ABL, I'm a sub teacher for the NYC DOE and the vaccine is mandated, but I'm still conflicted. May not be able to continue till I get it. Any advice? Um, talk to Modern Renaissance Man on YouTube. Talk to him and see if he can help you out with that. Thank you to Shannon Leifer, who says, vaccine passports are in direct conflict with Ibermax Kendi's ideas of systemic racism. How much you want to bet he won't say anything? You know, Ibermax Kendi's real name is Henry Rogers. <laughs> All these guys with these weird made-up names. Sir, your name is Henry. Your mama named him, I'm going to call you Henry too. But anyway, uh, Ian Kenny says, Project Veritas is going to be exposing the uh, vax from insiders within Big Pharma, FDA, and other government agencies. I can't wait to see it. That's going to be a good one. Uh, Fauna Faye says, Joe ABL, you see the half my video of the Biden fam, uh, uh, slave owning ancestry. His fam ain't yours. <laughs> you ain't black. Right. Oh, oh, hold on. He says, if his fam ain't on yours, you ain't black. Exactly. Also, Fauna Faye says, I remember back in the day when Nikki got in trouble with black people for saying in her song, if you broke BS, I'm voting for Mitt Romney. Hey, she, she kind of been a little woke there. I see. In 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 the real way, not in this sleepy way. All right, thank you to Ian Kenny who says, "The Daily Mail reports demands for teacher to be fired after LA high school classroom was decorated with Palestinian, BLM, and gay pride flags and posters saying F to police and F America." I, I did see that. I'm gonna look into that. Um, Sean Summer says, "Why do I need to be vaccinated? Natural immunity, exactly." What's in this mRNA? What happens when the active, what activates stage two? I don't know. Thank you to Mr. Tho who says, Mr. Thou, have you seen the new woke Candyman movie? I've not seen it, but I heard about it. I heard it was like, they turned him into a hero and that the actual killer turned him into a hero, but I've not seen it yet. I need to watch that actually. I got to find some time and do a review on it. Uh, thank you to Mark Trevino who says, don't get mad about the Camry. I, I can't help it, man. A white, it said, it said they were in a white Camry. Shoot them. A white Camry? You may as well say they're in a car. They're, they're in, a, in, a, in a sedan. How about be a little bit more descriptive of what kind of car they're in? Oops, we killed seven kids, ten innocent people. Our bad. Morons. Out of the mud ministry, Logan Crew says, does this amazing community really think the um, the government elite got the jab and the celebs? They pay for a car and a saline shot with the money emojis. Hey, it makes sense. Thank you to Stavros Sarantopoulos who says, YouTube search after son Horse Horse, H-R-O-S-S. The nobility got the runaway slaves back from whom the Republic chased away. Wow, that's deep. Uh, Santo Bartes says, R.I.P. Norm McDonald. If you could tell one joke from the grave, I'm sure it would be that he's glad his career got him. That I'm sure it would be that he's glad he got cancer and got him and not O.J. Simpson. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I, I read that wrong. Try one more time. If he could tell one joke from the grave, I'm sure it would be that he's glad cancer got him and not O.J. Simpson. Okay, I, I did that right. So, shout out to you, man. Thank you for your donation. Thank you all for your donations. Let's get to the calls right here. 
You guys on the drill, the number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's see if Skype works right quick. If it doesn't work, it's not my fault. Blame the white man because it ain't my responsibility. <laughs> All right, let's check it out. And there's also an email if you want to be on video right here in the bottom left-hand corner, and that'll be in the description box below. Check it on out. And let's go ahead and get to it and make sure that everything's the way it's supposed to be. All right, let's go. All right, Matt, what's going on? Anthony. What's happening? Hey, get up, get up, get down. 911's a joke in my town. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I remember a lot of that original scene. I mean, yeah, they hated cops because they didn't show up, not because, you know, they opposed the mission that police were up to. That's right. Uh, hey, remember what I said uh, earlier on that, you know, in a contested election... Uh, what's going to happen is that the generals are going to decide who's president. Yeah. It, dude, they're doing it. This uh, General Milley, I don't think it was a leak or anything like that uh, that went out. I literally think that they're proud that they committed treason and they don't see it as treason. They see it as like, uh, you know, that they're justified and and that they had their own perfectly good phone calls and all that stuff. I don't I don't see any uh, regret or uh, mixed message on that. What do you think? Well, yeah, they feel like they are doing the right thing. And that was going on a lot. That was happening quite a bit in the administration. A lot of people that were leaking information. It was it was always a new leak every day. Mm -hmm. Like that was kind of rampant, unfortunately. Yeah, and the the Ukraine phone call lawyer, by the way, was my lawyer back when I refused anthrax. Dude, that deep state is so deep that uh, I don't think people fully realize. Uh, I mean, that's why I say, like, if, if I could ever be president or something like that, I would basically just move the nation's capital to Alabama or, or Nebraska, somewhere nobody wanted to be. Um, cause you can't drain the swamp. The only thing you can do is leave it. Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the drone footage of the, uh, or the, the situation where they, they drone the civilians, uh, in, uh, Afghanistan, uh, it kind of reminds me of the drone that they, they used when they targeted Lavoy Fittacum. Are you familiar with that incident? Yes, I am. Was that a drone they used for that? Well, they took the footage with the drone. Oh, okay. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then Obama had killed. He actually had two two people, two Americans on his kill list. He had uh, Abdul or Enwar Alawaki, who was a U.S. citizen. And then he had Abdullah uh, Alawaki, which was he was a 16 year old boy at the time. Those those two were taken out. Trump had accidentally killed uh, his sister. Like a like a little girl, and Trump felt pretty bad about it because uh, she was uh, collateral damage. But I think there's going to be domestic drone attacks. I I think I think there's going to be like a I mean there's they're going to stage a right wing Stephen Pollack. You know what I mean? Because like Stephen Pollack was a Democrat weirdo. Uh, they're going to do something, and there's there the whole paradigm is going to get changed, and and. Uh, you look at people still think that the ballot box is going to fix 
this, you know, Gavin Newsom got like 62% of the vote when he became governor. He got 64% of the vote in the recall election. And against a black guy, he beat a black guy by even more after California has already gone through all this. And I think Gavin Newsom's right. People voted for the vaccines. They voted for the lockdowns. They voted for this the science, so to speak. And it's two different worlds. And the country is so divided, it's irreparable. Now, how about different states that are doing their thing? Because where I live, Tennessee, I mean, it's free, no problems, none of this stuff they got going on. We got open carry, concealed carry with no license. I mean, I think that's going to be the way of the future. It's going to be less federalism. If I mean, before anything else happens, I think we'll become less federalized. That's, that's going to be the next thing, you know, bucking against D.C. and having the well, states be more independent. They're calling Biden the federalist president. I mean, it's funny you're using that word, but that's exactly what they're saying. So, you know, Washington State here in Washington, we nullified the L the FDA, the DEA on marijuana and Florida can't even nullify the CDC or the FDA on on monoclonal antibodies. You know what I mean? So they're they're rationing the medicines and stuff. So uh, but I think if secession happens, I think it'll be a blue state that kind of breaks off from the rest of it. And uh They'll do it in a way that's punitive, either in a way that denies energy, water, healthcare, something, something like that will happen. But that's all I got for you, man. Uh, keep keep going with the show; it's very good. I thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah. Bye. All righty, and thank you all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you enjoy what you're hearing so far, go ahead and get a video a thumbs up. Let's get to a few more. Let's go to. 714, you're on who am I speaking to? How you doing? I'm well about yourself. I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Uh, no, I just wanted to call in and uh, say some uh, some quick words of inspiration for everything that's going on. just want to let people know that uh, we're too busy by the government's... Guys. The government's too busy making us point fingers at each other when in reality, the people that created the laws of the ability to move or to revise the laws and they haven't. So that should be a good uh, giveaway to understand that we are more alike than people would like to believe. So I think if we were all to unite and come together and do things where it's going to hit them and their uh, lobby, the people that lobby to them. So like if everybody were to agree to like not buy gas for a day or um, hit them where it's going to damage their pockets and the people that are lobbying to them. But uh, I don't think we can get people together as one because there's always going to be that one person that's not going to do it and it's going to just create that, that downfall or whatever. So if we were just able to spread the word and get everybody to commit to it, you know, and don't back out. We, there's like 300, 340-something million people in America. Uh, if you, take away the, I guess if you put the milk, anybody that's in government minus that from the population of the citizens and everything, um, we would, we obviously outnumber them and we just need to make that known, you know, and I think doing stuff like not buying gas for a day or uh, don't pay for tollage if everybody were to be like, uh, yeah, we're not paying taxes, what are they going to do? Go knock on everybody's door and stuff, you know, but we have to do it all at once, so 
That's my stance on it. Well, thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Yep, anytime. Have a good one. All righty. Shout out to the caller. Let's get to a few more here. Let's go 573 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Tyler. All righty. What's happening? How's it going, ABL? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. Well, you know, uh, here lately, I, I see they're picking on uh, Mickey Minaj now. I guess she's the new flavor of the day on all of this uh, COVID vaccination. And, I, and I'm like you, I'm not sure if she can corroborate the story about the enlarged testicles of her cousin's friend or whatever the situation was, or her brother's friend. But, you know, here we watch Joy Reid. Last year, she's totally against the vaccine, uh, if you want to call it that. Of course, Trump was in office, and now she does a complete turnaround on the thing. And it, you know how it goes. Uh, it's just it's just frustrating to watch this. And now they're going to tear her down brick by brick. And hey, she's probably on their side of the aisle. You know, it's just it's a complete circus. Yeah, it, it really is. It's crazy. And they, people are trying to justify it, talking about, oh, well, uh, we, we know more now. It's been out for a long time. It's like a long time. You're talking about one year. That's a long time. I mean, it was overnight when Trump was in there, like January 20th. Now we don't want it. On the 22nd, yeah, we want it. It's all political. And I feel like a lot of the things that are surrounding it, um, when certain drugs are being banned because they don't fall in line with what the establishment wants, it's all political and people's lives are caught up in the balance. They're caught up in the mix of all this political stuff, and it shouldn't be that way. Oh, yeah, and it's not like she even took a hard stance against it. Didn't she say, just think about it, kind of pray on it or whatever? Yeah. Big deal. But uh, to them, you'd think this is the uh, the end of the world. And actually, she had a lot of uh, uh, players come out <laughs> to uh, call her out on this, even uh, Tony Blair, if I'm not mistaken. I think I heard that on podcast of the Lotus Eaters with uh, the former Sargon of the Cod in which uh, he uh, issued a tweet or something to uh, Nicki Minaj, and then she puts on this whole recording of British accent. Everything was actually quite good. You can dig that up at some point. You'd probably get a kick out of it. And uh, I'm thinking, here you've got the Prime Minister uh, of Great Britain calling her out, essentially, and, and kind of questioning her. It's, just, it's funny to see people come out of the woodwork. Uh, what else can you say? Right, exactly. Well, and one, one last thing. <laughs> I, I thought a great meme for sure if somebody hadn't done it regarding uh, today's rally in D.C. would be that old fish-faced character from Return of the Jedi, the, uh, the original third Star Wars film, just saying, it's a trap. Yeah. You know, if you know the movie, you know the line. <laughs> right on, man. Thank you for and your you call. Know, you're doing great work. Appreciate you, and uh, keep up the good work, man. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right. Great call. Shout out to him. Yeah, it definitely was a trap. Three three six on the line. Who am I speaking to? Andy. All right, what's going on? Um, I was just wondering if you had heard about uh, Philip Anderson. Um, um I think um, I, I think I think so. Yeah, I think he had. Um, well, I've seen him in different. I've seen him a few, a few different times. I put it to you like that. Uh, yeah, I was watching a YouTuber today. There was a rally yesterday in Washington and over the January 6th thing, and he was there. And I'd never heard of him before, uh, and it, it's been so long since January 6th. Um, it turns out that he was next to uh, Roseanne Boylan when she was killed at the Capitol. And uh, he's 
Well, the news says that uh, she was trampled to death, mm-hmm. but he was saying that the police caused her to die. But um, so what happened? Like, what, like how, how did she? How did she pass? I was just wondering why I'd never heard of it before, even on, uh, even on Fox or anything like that. Um, you'd think they'd want to interview him, especially after the New York Times came out with their whole uh, video on what happened January 6th. Well, I don't know. I don't really know too much about that particular story. I've not heard that about the police doing it or what happened, so I, I really wouldn't know. I mean, if it's true, then... Of course, you know, there's a certain narrative the media wants to push, sometimes even the, the right one to push it, but it may not be true. I don't really know necessarily the answer to that question, but I like to look into it and see what happened to, you know, figure out what's going on, like how she actually died. Yeah, I just I just thought it was strange that that's the first time I'd ever heard of it and not even, I mean, no media seemed to be showing it. So um, I just thought I'd ask you, but, uh, thank you. Right, thank you for the call. Appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, I've not heard that. I've not heard about her, the woman that was allegedly trampled. I'm not really sure what the police did. I have no idea. I've not heard that story, so I had to look into it and see what's going on. Let's get to a few more here. 901, you're in line. Who am I speaking to? Yeah, this is Heath from Memphis, man. How you doing? I'm well about yourself. I'm doing okay considering what we got going on in this country, but I'll skip that and do a little bit of talking. What you see right now going on in America is like the second phase of the Roman Empire with the rise of the emperors. Mm. Okay? That's what's going on. All right? America will soon, in about probably 10, maybe 15 years, have its first emperor. But before that, we're going to have small internal skirmishes. Okay, because you're seeing areas like New York go completely lazy and want free money. You know what I'm saying? Everything to them is, you know, spread and circus. You know, we'll give you food, we'll give you entertainment, you should know what we're doing. Don't worry about working and be lazy. You're also going to start seeing the rise of independent generals like this Miller guy that usurped Trump's orders. That's the first sign. They'll get away with what he's done. There will be no punishment. Okay? But it's going to happen. It's coming. With with the Democrat cheating, they've accelerated the process faster than I anticipated. But it's coming. It's on the way. Americans are falling. It's still changing. And it will get worse before it gets better. I'm sorry to say. That's all I wanted to say, man. You have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you for the call. All right, great call. Straight, straight, you know, straight to the point. Short and sweet. I like it. Let's go. All right, I call you online. Speaker 2717. Hey, ABL's Moses. How you doing tonight? I'm well about yourself. I'm doing well, doing well. Great to hear your voice, man. And great to hear a great voice in the conservative community, man. It's always great to hear you, man. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Hey, no problem. So, uh... Have you been noticing that Biden's been coughing during all his press conferences? Well, I've not necessarily noticed, but 
it's like I see I see a lot going on, but I've not noticed the coughing. But is he doing that a lot? A lot of clearing his throat, coughing and whatnot when he's talking. Yeah, like um, I forget he was in this uh, one press conference. I forget where it was. I think it's like in Ohio or Nevada or something like that. And uh, apparently, you know, I don't think they would have a teleprompter there because they wouldn't make it too obvious. But who knows? Maybe it's just the magic of television. But he was like, you know, clearing his voice every single time, like every single time. So I just have that feeling that Kemala or Kamala or Kemala, however you want to call her, is going to be our next president. Hey, it, it might that might happen. That that might be that you know because they might they might kind of be doing it on purpose, but it's just letting them kind of slip. And then once it becomes unavoidable that something's wrong with them, they say, okay, now let's let them go on home, let them go to the beach beach house and chill, and then bring in Kamala. But really, if they do that, it won't be a difference in how they govern because they're both puppets. It just it's the same puppet master and just switch one out for the other, plug and play. Yep, she's pretty much just a suit, just like uh, Biden or Husk, whatever you want to call her nowadays. Question is, who's going to be her vice president? I have no idea. That's a good question. I'm not sure how that works. I, I, I don't think it's going to be Nancy Pelosi, to be honest with you, because not because I was just thinking about it and just brainstorming that Nancy Pelosi is never going to give up that decision as Speaker of the House. You know, as much as everybody wants to say, oh, she'll probably be the next vice president, I don't think she will because she loses that spot. Like, if she becomes the vice president, and let's just say in 2024, they kick her out, you know, that we get a new president, new vice president, she's not going to be back in the White House. But who, who, who am I to say? I'm just a guy on the phone talking to the legend known as ABL. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So I just want to get that out there, maybe get a few opinions on that, like who could be the vice president. I'll let y'all go. God bless and uh, be safe out there. Let's just keep fighting the good fight. Let's just keep fighting the good fight. Staying safe. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All righty. Great call. Now, as far as, um, as far as uh, Nancy Pelosi, let's not forget she's 81 years old right now as you speak. So, was it 2021? So in 2022, she'd be 82. 23, 83. Am I saying that right? Yeah. 2022, 82. 23, 83. So yeah. So 84, <laughs> 84 years old by 2024. I mean, at a certain point, you can't live forever. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was like a whole fossil up there, and she lived to be, what, 86, I think? What was her... Make sure I'm right. 87. So how how much longer can you really be there? I think they I think I think they're trying to groom the next speaker of the house for the Democrat side. Let's go five six one, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Yo. I yo. What's going on? Who am I speaking to? All righty. LeBrock, how you doing? I'm good about yourself. Uh, I'm good. I gotta, I gotta thank you first of all for uh, changing my perspective 
uh, before this pandemic shit. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Can't, can't, can't cuss on the show. Yo, what? Oh, okay. I was, I was total liberal before this stuff, right? Uh, I'm just really upset right now because my girlfriend like killed herself like a week ago. I, I can't even say like boyfriend, girlfriend. She, she was, she was trans, right? All right, man. Look, don't let's let's not. You know, I had a feeling there was gonna be some kind of troll. Like, yo, I was like, all right, but let's let's not let's not do that. Okay, look into some more calls. <laughs> um, let's go. Eight three zero. You know, line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, VL. This is conservative Ivan. How you doing? Oh, everything's good about yourself. Doing good. So I just uh, turning a little late. I don't know if you guys have talked about the border crisis. Um, I'm actually from Del Rio. Uh, my I have family in the Mexican side because I uh, came from Mexico, and it's just ridiculous. I work there in the fire department. I have friends who work there in the hospital, fire service, police, and there's they keep coming in. There's like eighteen thousand right now. It's just out of control. Um, I think the population on the Rio is like 40, 45,000. It's like almost half the, the, the town. Um, I'm worried. Um, you know, people's livelihoods are there. I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. I don't know if you're familiar with Del Rio, but there's a big uh, Air Force base, uh, Lapland Air Force Base, and they're like one of the main training bases for pilots. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy guy. However, I do think that, you know, they're trying to keep us busy. Uh, so in case anything happens, you know, we're not prepared. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that is, you know, it's, it's being done intentionally by the administration to have that one particular spot open because it's like, why are they all right there? I feel like um, they could easily just stop it, but they're not. And I think Ted Cruz, when he when he said what was going on, like how it happened, it illustrated it perfectly. Once they had all the Haitians get ready to get on a plane and get deported back to Haiti, and then they said, nah, we're not going to deport you, so y'all can just go. Once that happened, they pulled their cell phones and, and, and started calling the family back home and telling them to come on over. So then it might have been like 800 or so Haitians. That turned into 10,000 in, in one week. Mm-hmm. So it was intentionally done. Of course, like if you if you say that they can stay, of course they're going to call the family back home and say, "Yeah, come on over. The border's wide open." Right. Yeah, it's, it's getting really bad. Like you know, um, Facebook and all my friends, you know, they keep sending me information. It's just out of control. There's another port of entry at the lake. There's a, a man-made lake called Lake Amistad. They have closed that since they closed the the bridge. Nobody can go in and out uh, from Mexican and American side. Uh, so it's 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 out of out of hand. There's another port of entry on Eagle Pass. It's like 45 minutes from Del Rio, and I haven't heard anything of any Haitians or any other kind of illegals or illegal aliens being there. So I just wanted to you know bring that up. Uh, love your show. Uh, keep it up. You know, uh, I'm glad that you are bringing all these issues. And I never hear anybody you know besides you, Tatum, and all the other people around talking about this. So thank you, sir. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. All righty. The number to call is 434-658-1220. 405 in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? 
everyone. Yes, I got a little bit of feedback in the background. Turn your speakers down for me, please. Oh, okay. Got it turned off. Hey, I uh, wanted to mention you were talking about the teacher and you had the, uh, what they call that, uh, BPT. And all the yeah. parents were sitting outside the school complaining because their students or their children shouldn't be held responsible for being late to class because they're actually running on black people time. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> uh, and also talking about Guatemala, uh, sit here and was crunching some numbers on it a while back. And the Guatem- Guatemala city is the most violent city in the country. And we have 17 cities in the United States that have a higher crime rate and higher murder rate in Guatemala city. So maybe they are safe for being there. Staying home. Yeah, of course. I mean, but see, you know what? If they're talking about safety, the, the media is talking about, Oh, they're just fleeing persecution and it's dangerous. Nah, they're trying to get money. It's economic because I mean, a lot Correct. of these people were fine at home. I mean, they're not missing any meals. I'm seeing quite a bit of obesity out there. I'm seeing some spare tires that could float in the Rio Grande from their waist, even in this parts where it's super deep. They, it's, it's not a problem. So it's not even the issue of poverty or, nah, it's just trying to get money in the U.S. And, and quite frankly, it costs a lot of money to even get over here. They're talking about between five and $10,000 U.S. for one person to get coyote over here. So it's all, it's all about just trying to get money and send it back home where it's worth a lot more so they can get more than what they already had. Oh, I fully believe that. And when you're talking, whether it's 20,000, 100,000, 200,000 people that do not speak English, they're not going to be able to get a career per se. Uh, once they get here, that will usually come in the next generation, you know, the second generation, you know, refugees or migrants, whichever you want to call them. So they, they've got to be housed, provided medical care and food. Uh, we just can't stretch that far. Right, exactly. It's just it's just too much. Okay, well, I just wanted to point that out about the black people time in the Guatemala City is actually not as dangerous as they uh, try to make it out to be. And love your show. I'll keep listening. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Here's a meme for you guys. Remember I was talking about the, the federales earlier? And shout out to you on Twitter. Send me this just now. Thank you for that. I was like, Captain Canada, thank you for that, boss. So... Here's here's the meme right here. So that is what I see when I saw them federal rallies out there at the at the, at the sixth rally. Yeah, if you, if you guys have seen that meme, hello fellow kids, how, how do you how do you party? You know, it's type of that's 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 this right here, the the Steve Buscemi. So yeah, shout out to you, boss, for giving me the meme. This this is going to be when I save in my folder. I'm gonna use that again. Anytime I see some kind of obvious FBI plot, I'm gonna bring that right on up. Three zero four, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, this is Lori, and um, uh, I wanted to talk about um, how when uh, Nicki Minaj or you know the lady that you know did not want to get the vax or Larry Elder, when they don't obey, they get blasted by the left because it's rules for thee and not for me mentality. Oh, yeah, all the time. That's that's how they do. I mean, it's, it's all about just trying to push their narrative, whatever they want to say, and they'll just kind of make things up whenever it suits them. 
Right. Yes, sir. And then the other thing I wanted to bring up, too, was you remember that, you know, that drone story that supposedly killed, you know, killed everybody. Well, Brandon Wayne Bryant, he was a whistleblower and he was a camera operator for the uh, drones. He's currently in prison because he was whistleblowing and saying, look, these U.S. drones are actually killing innocent civilians. Yes. He's in jail. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably going on in Afghanistan right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you so much. You have a great night. Love right. your show. Thank you. Appreciate you. Okay, bye. All righty. Let's get to some more. 323, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hey, we all Stephanie from L.A. All righty. What's going on? Wow, I can't believe I got through. <laughs> Mexican con from LA, and I just wanted to talk about how disappointed I am with everybody in California voting to keep Newsom on for well, our governor. Yeah, that's that's not that's not that's not too good at all. But I mean, I, I can't really say it's unexpected because I mean, he he was voted there the first time, and I don't think the people who voted for him are going to want to replace him with anybody else. Like if they if they replace him. It wouldn't be for, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be for a Democrat because it's like why do that you already got a Democrat and it wouldn't be for a conservative because they like Democrats and a lot of people just don't think very clearly it, all, they, all they think is red and blue and that's it they don't really think anything in between that yeah I mean did you even see those commercials with those weird little uh, stop motion claymation things that you said the what now they had a claymation commercial that all it did had little creatures dancing and it just said stop the republican recall and, and i think that was it once he said that the republicans were trying to recall him nobody else here listened to him listened to anything other than we don't want a republican and everybody was like we like the lockdown so let's keep it up well i, I i've not seen that but i want to see that commercial that sounds pretty pretty ridiculous yeah it was weird it was that and then there were some with some nurses and some people from the grocery store literally just took their mask off and it, they were just weird, and I mean, it worked. It, as long as they got the 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 Republican recall, everybody was like, okay. So I knew all my family members were saying that we should get the vaccine, and it's kind of hard to get through people because we're in the middle. We're in L.A., and you can't say anything to anybody because apparently, I mean, outside of my husband, I'm so disappointed. I can't believe people want to live like this. Yeah, it's it's really it's really wild. Well, and shout out from LA. So we're not all crazy here. And thanks for, you know, putting up a good fight for everybody. <laughs> right on. Thanks, Abiel. Thank you. Yeah, LA, man, that's that's a whole different animal right there. Whole different animal. It's like a it's like a state. It's like a big state in a small area. Super dense. I'm not, I'm not a fan personally. Maybe if I go to like some of the different areas, but it's too much. Too many people. I like more wide open spaces, personally. I want to call you online. Speaking to nine three seven. Yeah. Hey, Anthony. Yes. Hey. Yeah. I just wanted to get your advice. I I just did a super chat for a hundred dollars, but uh, just want to get your advice on uh, your thoughts on recent news that I just read about uh, Trump. If the midterms don't uh, swing Republicans away, then Trump won't run in 2024. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I kind of understand that because 
if he, if he's going to run, it needs to make sense for him to run. He needs to be in a good position to be able to succeed as a president, and he doesn't want to have so much unnecessary opposition. So I understand that point of view because, I mean, let's just be frank. Trump is not a spring chicken anymore. He's, what, 74, 75, so by the time – you get to be in 2024, he'll be closer to 80. He, he will turn, I believe, 80 years old during his presidency if he was to run again and succeed. So he want to have not as much opposition against him as he faced the first time. He knows going to be some opposition, of course, because he's Trump, and they don't like that too much on either side to a certain extent. But he doesn't want to have Democrat, 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 and then it's him, and he can't get anything accomplished. Right. I think the opposition, uh, do you think if it stays the way it is, where it's nearly split, just a little edge on the Democrat side, do you think that uh, he's going to run? I mean, we don't know, but um, I mean, I, I think he doesn't have much to lose even well, if he was to you know, run again. Well, I mean, being the president, I mean, being the president at the end of your life, it can take a lot out of you. So he has something to lose. He might not want to go through the stress anymore of being the president at an advanced age, especially if he's not able to get anything done, especially if it's going to be some kind of deep state swamp. You can't really get beyond. There's going to be a bunch of leakers and ridiculous people all over the place. He may not want to be there. So it's all about really probably his quality of life. I think he's done a lot for us and I wouldn't, I wouldn't require him to run again. I would just say, if anybody runs, you just support him in the best way you can and, and push him over the finish line like a Ron DeSantis. If he was to run, let's say Trump go out there and support him, campaign for him, and everybody else have all hands on deck so we can just put him over the top rather than Trump being forced to run because nobody else will. Right, I, and I think that's why a lot of people are scared to run um, because Trump has to say yes or no before I think I'm – uh, the establishment or even Ron DeSantis or anybody will, you know, even talk about that. You, you know, I've seen pushback on that. Um, I, I think maybe, you know, the midterm elections, would you agree that that's going to be telling us a lot after that? Midterms are going to be really, really important. I think we'll see a lot at that time for sure. Okay. Well, hey, I've been a, I'm a fellow YouTuber. I teach about business credit, but I just want to ask you real quick: um, What do you use to stream for the phone calls and stuff? Like, what do you use? If you don't mind. Okay, I use off topic. I use OBS, and the way I do my calls, I have Skype. And what what you can do with Skype is you can purchase um, a Google phone number. It's like twenty bucks every I think four months. You can, it's like, it's like a, it's kind of like a subscription. So $20 every four months, you can get a phone number and you can link it to your Skype. So when you guys call, it comes to my Skype application and I can see it and I could just select you. And also you can do video the same way. You can just use Skype as a video service. I can, you can call in through video and audio and I can put that on the screen and I can also have the audio pipe through my desktop. So when you guys call in, the audience can hear it. Yeah, because I, I mean, I use StreamYard, but this is the first time I've ever seen anybody do any, like, voice because people are, you know, they, they don't want to go on video because they're shy or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to look at that. That's uh, Skype for uh, creators, right? I just have regular Skype. I'm not really sure about any other specific version. It just says Skype on mine. 
And you just use uh, YouTube Live or do you use a stream system? It's called OBS. OBS, okay. Yeah, that's open broadcast. Yeah, I use OBS as well, but I've been using StreamYard. But, hey, I I didn't want to get off topic for the viewers or anything, but appreciate you taking the call. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. And keep supporting you. All right. Bye-bye. Yep, shout out to the caller. Like, the way I have my setup, I have a really, I have a really, what what they call it, um, OD, over-the-top setup. I have a lot going on. I got dual monitors, a custom PC. Um, I have a point-and-shoot camera. This is a DSLR camera, a mirrorless camera, and I have it hooked up. Like, the way cameras, the way DSLRs work, if you just go out and feel, if you're just ignoring me taking pictures, you, you use a battery. You charge a battery, put it in there. You may have a spare battery. Pardon me, it may have a spare battery. But if you notice, I can stream on here for hours and the battery's not going down. How is that happening? Well, I have a AC adapter that plugs into the battery area and I plug it up to the power supply, a power source, pardon me. So I have that plugged in to the power source. And then my PC that I built, I have a PCIe card. It's called, um, what's this called? It's a Elgato... Um, 4K Capture Pro, I think. And what it is, you have some capture cards it's like a little USB device, right? And you can plug in your DSLR from mini HDMI to regular HDMI and regular, regular HDMI, but go into the capture card. You can put the card into a USB slot and you can run your camera that way. But I have mine hooked up to a PCIe Express. So it goes straight from the camera into the... um computer like how you would put your uh hdmi to back back of the computer or better yet if you have a gaming console and you plug it into the back of your tv that's how it is with my camera so i got an od setup i got a mixer right here i got i can control everything from one spot i got my desktop audio i got i got sounds you know i got a little bit of everything right here but for a regular person to get started all you need is Really, just a computer. Get a computer, microphone, USB, headphones, and you'll be good to go. Get Skype and OBS. OBS is free. Skype is free. All you got to pay for beyond your equipment is the phone number. But let me get to some more calls. I already called you online. Let me get to 714. 714, hello? 714, hello? Hello. Oh, hey, hey, hey. I'm sorry. Hey, Abel. I guess I'm behind on this. I uh, wanted to call in and um, ask if you had ever considered or if you're aware of Lionel Harris, the Black Rosebud comedian. Um, yeah. I, I would love to see him on, like, your panel with that you guys do on Thursday nights. I think he's great, and I just... Uh, I would love to see him more like involved with the other conservatives that are on YouTube and such. He really kind of red, red killed me along the way. Well, I, I definitely look and, into it. I tell, I tell Brandon, you know, we got to get him on. Right on. Do, do you watch him? Do you... I, I've seen him before. Yeah. He does a lot of research and he's, he's funny too. Not maybe not for everybody, but I like him. Um, and then the other thing I wanted, someone had mentioned earlier about Nicki Minaj and Tom McDonald, and I was just curious if you had seen, like, the crazy stuff that they did with Little Nas X this whole week with the 
Met Gala and then his latest video um, that's pretty explicit homosexuality again. Well, he has a um, an album that just came out. So that was just all for the album release to get a lot of attention, to get eyes on him because he wants to put the, the album out. Yeah, but I mean, the whole, like how he just changed from that Old Town Road to what they're pushing just is so strange to me. And the yeah. whole pregnant thing and was with uh, Nicki Minaj and what, I think you guys talked about um, him before. And I was just curious if he had were up on that. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing, I, I feel like it's just the music industry using them to push their agenda. And they're just trying to create the whole LGBT thing. They're trying to use that as a way to stand out and to get money. That's all it's about. I don't even know if he dude's gay for real. He might be. But it's some guys that are doing anything for money. And Lil Nas X is a prime example of that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right on. Well, I'm enjoying your show and uh, great to talk to you. I'll be uh, listening to more. All right. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate it. Take it easy. Bye-bye. All righty. Thank you all for being here. Somebody asked me, what camera do I have? That's a Sony a6400 mirrorless DSLR. But I want to bore you guys to death with, with tech talk. So I'll move. I'm, I'll keep it moving. Two or three you're on the line, I'm speaking to. Hi, this is Jillian. All righty. I got a little bit of feedback in the back. Turn speakers on for me, please. Oh, hi. Hello, what's going on? Hi, ABL. You're speaking to him. Hello? Yes. Oh, my God. I got through. Um, my name is Jillian, and um, I'm from, actually, California. And I lived in L.A. all my life. When I since I was five years old, and um, I, I used to be a hardcore Democrat, and after the whole, um, I'm so nervous. Sorry. <laughs> after the whole rioting and stuff, and then I I totally changed my mind, and I found you, and I started to see the truth um, of what's going on, um, and and it's just so scary to see the reality and what's going on. And I see all these news and um, the whole Newsom recall. Uh, after the recall, I, I, I was I was so shocked to see that people in California, they don't want change and they don't see what's around them. And when I go to LA, I see the homeless, it, it's gotten so bad since I, I was five years old here, which was like like in the mid eighties. And it's just so shocking. And um, I had to move to Orange County where there's more conservatives. So definitely. So how how was how was yeah. OC how was OC now? Has it gotten better or worse? Like how was it now? Um, OC is, is so much better. It's, it's more suburban, and people are more conservative here. And I think most of the OC people voted um, to recall Newsom. And um, I see people, uh, I'm, I lived in L.A. for like 20 years, and I've seen people, they're, they're so blinded and hard-headed, and it's, it's, it's so hard to change their minds. And they don't, even though they see it's all the, the trash and every, every, the, everything you see on the internet, it's true, 
and still they're so blinded by it and they do like um republicans they're the racist they're the white supremacists and it's like uh, it's hard to see that it's and and then i i just feel like there's no hope for california now and it's scary yeah i hear you scary what's happening and I feel like I used to um, hang out in Merrill's, that street, like when I was in my teens. And it was really safe back then. But now it's like you're all getting robbed. And even just sitting in a cafe, they're, they're just getting held up with gunpoint. And it's, it's just so scary. And I had to get out of there. And I got out of there like seven years ago. And I'm, I mean, I'll see. I do feel much safer here, though. Well, that's good. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you're able to get out of that, you know, dangerous environment for sure. Yeah, and, and I don't know, like, what the future is going to hold for California. And I'm also considering, like, moving out of here. It depends on how bad it gets. Right. It, it's, it's, it's getting really scary. And, and, and I used to be a liberal, so I don't believe in guns and stuff. But now it's like, maybe you do need guns. I, I don't know. It's just so scary to see all that happening. Yeah, I mean... At a, wow. at a certain point, you know, if people are getting crazy around you, you may not be a violent person, but everyone has mm-hmm. right to defend themselves. At least they should have the right to defend themselves. Right. So, so I'm like, I'm like scared, even though I'm in a more like a suburban area and, and it's more conservative people around me. But I feel like, oh, my God, I got to lock all my windows when I sleep. And it's, it's just scary. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I just called to say thank you, and um, you are one of the channels that I found after, um, basically, I, I guess I read pilled. That's what you call it. Yes. Uh, when I when I saw uh, with the uh, whole George Floyd thing, and and I lived through the '92 riots, so um, I seen I seen what what's happening back then and now, and it hasn't changed. It's, it's actually gotten worse. And 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 so. Um, this time around, it, I, I started um, following you, and I started following um, Candace Owens, and and um, oh my goodness, like all these people, and then they opened my eyes to um, the truth and what I see around me. And 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 you know, I started. I, what, what's funny is I didn't even realize that the KKK were the Democrat Party. That's right, and 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 that's how that's how we're brainwashed. Even um, my education from kindergarten through high school was okay, but once I went to college, they would teach you that the Republicans are the bad guys, are the racists. So, <laughs> so I was in 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 with um, you know the hardcore liberals, and then now I see the truth. It, it's not it's not true, and. It's actually everything's upside down and op- opposite of what you're thinking. It's, it's crazy. Right on. Well, thank so, you for the call. Um, thank you. Thank you for your work. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Very good call. Right on. Great call. I mean, I like I, I like seeing that red pill moment come to fruition. I like being able to see it. Just you know. You know, I had it. It was a great experience. So shout out to the caller. I'm glad you're able to, you know, experience that for yourself. All right, Skype caller, who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up? Not too much. You know, 
Hey, my name is uh, Reed. I'm from South Carolina. All righty. What's going on? Yo, I just wanted to talk about uh, some of the stuff you were talking about with the uh, with uh, Nicki Minaj saying what she said. Uh, at the beginning, I was kind of surprised, but then once I thought about it some more, I wasn't because I remember I used to listen to her and she always had some decent messages in there. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm not necessarily always, but sometimes though, you know what I mean? Right. Like she's not necessarily a newcomer when it comes to saying something that's decent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She would sneak some, some positive stuff in there. And, uh, another thing with the, uh, Lil Nas X was, I don't know why he was ever allowed to perform out of school to begin with. People think, uh, old town road, was a kid song he talks about drinking lean in it i don't understand how people didn't how to, how that even happened but you gotta understand like parents not gonna know what that is and the kids I aren't gonna know either I, this this and, and the whole thing I about that, but i'm just saying like like there's a lot of songs that are catchy and they talk about drinking lean but they don't get that big that was the biggest song of all time yeah, because people didn't know what that was. It's it's a lot of songs where people don't know exactly what they're talking about. Like, Get Your Roll On. Have you, have you ever heard that song? Everybody Get Your Roll On. You ever heard that song? I think so. I mean, you're right. It's, 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 it's talking about pills. Did you know that? Yeah, I know I know that. But back then, nobody back, back, but back then nobody really knew what that was. They didn't know. Like, Get Your Roll On. They, they didn't know they're talking about um, doing pills. So it's a lot yeah, of hidden messages. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, there's been a lot of sneaky stuff like that. Correct. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. But just one other topic, and then I'll be done. But I just wanted to ask you, what do you think about libertarians? Because with me, I used to be on the left, kind of. Never a Democrat or anything like that, but kind of some of my ideas. But then some of them were on the right. Now I just completely gave up on anything on the left. And I'm more on the right, but... I think like a like libertarians and Republicans, I feel like we're on the same team and it's more the Democrats that are the issue, but at the same time, sometimes the right is going way too much left. Like it seems like a lot of Republicans are Democrats, Democrats are communists, and some libertarians seem like Republicans to me. Okay, so what what's your what's your specific question about that? I just wanna say like I was just wondering like so Let's say a libertarian gets into the White House. What do you think would happen? Because personally, I think that they wouldn't be able to get past a lot of stuff, and it wouldn't be that bad. Like I feel like it'd be pretty good, honestly. Well, it depends on who they caucus with, because you got a libertarian in Congress. I mean, you got Rand Paul. So if he yeah, was a, like- if he was to become the president, he would have to allow himself for Republicans. He could still be a libertarian, but he needs to basically. It, when when it comes to Republican issues, it needs to be pretty much locked up. He can't really be trying to fight the Republicans. He needs to be on the same page. But how he governs, how he governs, and things that he can control himself, it needs to be from a libertarian mind state. If that makes any sense. That that was kind of confused. That kind of confused me at the way in. Okay, so okay, you got Rand Paul. He's a libertarian. Now, yeah. Rand Paul pretty much always votes with conservatives, Republicans. Yeah. So, and when he ran for president in 20, I think that was 2016, he ran as a Republican. So if he was to become the president, when you're talking about certain issues that he has to do, that he has to work with Republicans on, 
He's got to be on the same page with him. He can't be trying to fight him. But if he can do certain things, like let's say, for example, in executive order, he could do that from a libertarian perspective because he doesn't have to do with anybody else. He could do it on his own without the cooperation. Yeah, I know what you mean. That so that's, that's how that would happen. It wouldn't just be you're a libertarian, do whatever you want to do because you get checks and balances. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly how I feel. Well, that makes sense, man. Thank you. Right on, man. And thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Yeah, have a good one, man. Same to you. Peace. All right, good call. But yeah, and you know what? I like Rand Paul. If he was to become the president, I'd, I'd be with it. If if Rand Paul was a guy that was running, if he got a nomination, I support him 100%. You see, you see me wearing Rand Paul t-shirts. I like Rand Paul a lot. I, I like him a whole lot, for sure. And like I said, if he was to become the president, he couldn't just, he have to pretty much side with us all the time. He couldn't be trying to fight us and trying to say, oh, no, I don't do that. A little bit, you fight him kind of like the way Trump did, but it can't just be like a leftist would fight, if that makes sense. All right, so let's get some more here. 561, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? 561, hello. Hey, yeah. All righty, what's going on? Uh, it's David Ford. Um, um, I was just calling, man. Go for it. Talk to me on the phone. Don't, don't, do not look at the stream, please. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. All righty, what's going on? Oh, yeah, I was just calling because, um, like, I've, when I was 14, man, I met this guy named Josh. He's my best friend forever, man. And I told him... I Okay, I call him, it. Like, um, go, go ahead, go ahead. That I voted for Donald Trump, you know, and I mean, 27 years of friendship. And, like, he, he like... I told I told him and he like hung up on me and I haven't talked to him since you know, and also like a lot of people like at work like I have to deal with like people that are like on the left and and I don't know how to deal with it I don't want to like I don't know I don't want to confront them you know it's like I, I want I'm shy about it so it's like I don't know what to say to him I don't know how to like. I mean, because as soon as I say something, like, if I let them know I'm a Trump supporter, they, like, start, they, like, gas off on me. They're, like, crazy as hell. Like, it's crazy. It's stupid. Like, and well, I don't here, know here's what a, here's, do, a, here's right? a question. Here's a question, though. Why would you tell somebody that? Like, what's the what's the context? Well, it's like, you know, like, I told them I wasn't going to get vaccinated, and and they were like, well... You know, and stuff like that. It's like it's just stupid stuff. Like I, I didn't think Joe Biden is like maybe, maybe I'm wrong coming off like that. You know, so I mean, it's because but, at, at a certain point, it's like I don't really talk about politics that much beyond you know yeah. what I what I do here because but I, they, because because the the average person, the average normie, does not understand. Like I have a policy with my yeah. family. I don't talk politics at all. Period. Because it's unfair for me right, to talk right, about right. it when they don't really understand it that much. Not not because they're ignorant, because my, I have a very smart family, 
but it's just not right. invested into it like the way I am. So they may react in an emotional yeah, way out of just not knowing what I know. So I just respect them and say, yeah. you know what? I'm not even going to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what Andrew said. And he's a, like, he voted for Biden too. And he was just like, well, if you don't share the same agreement, then you really should like not talk about it. But Josh would not talk. This guy will not talk to me, man. And I've known him for like 27 years. And it's a shame, and I hate it, dude. I mean, sometimes, sometimes it like happens. I, I mean, at, at the end of the day, sometimes it happens. And you know what? Uh, I tell people all the time, if you lose a friend over politics, they probably weren't really a good friend anyway. And if you were in, right. if you were in a situation where some guns that get produced on you and he's right there with you, is he going to defend you? If he's going to leave you as a friend over something so small like politics, what is he going to do right. when when it really gets tough and some guns get to bust him? What's, what's, what's going to happen then? Right, right. You know, that's absolutely true, man. It's just like, I just, I, I don't know how to stand up to these people, and I don't know if I should or not. And, and Don't first don't, place, don't even know, really engage I, in it if you don't have to. Like, I don't even really, because right. at, at a certain point, it's like, why am I even doing this? I'm going to just talk regular yeah. without, without the politics being yeah. involved. But I hear, I mean, they're talking it, and... I got like three people, my manager and my assistant man, me manager uh, nah. at work at work. talk about it. And I want to say, don't, yeah, at work. don't do it because you know, when you at work, yeah. I'm not even trying to be a political uh, superstar at work. I'm trying to get money, period. I'm getting my money and I'm going right, home. Right, right. I'm not trying to make friends. Like if I make friends, great. If I don't, that's fine too. Because at the end of the day, I'm not here for that. I'm here for the, I'm here for the money and that's it. Absolutely. man. Yeah, that is true. I mean, yep. Get get your check and go home. You're absolutely That's right, it. man. Thanks for the advice. No problem, man. Thank you for the call. Okay, thank you. Yeah, if you're at work, don't do it. I can understand if you want to be a political activist or whatever, but at work, no, that's the wrong place because you must run to get fired. It's like, was it worth it to talk about how you voted for X, Y, and Z person to lose your whole livelihood? I think not. It's like at the end of the day, I like eating and being able to have a place to live more than I like being a political activist. So. You know, if I'm not willing to risk my whole shirt, then I think I, I got to just be able to know the time and place. Time and place. 724 in line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, hey, ABL. This is Zach. All righty. What's going on? Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, that last caller talking about losing a friend and all that. I think... Uh, on our side, we've all lost some friends over this political stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, to me, it's like it's more like when a lot of these people, when this, when this situation gets worse with the authoritarianism, a lot of those people are going to turn around and say, you know what? Man, you were right. I made a mistake. You know, it's coming. Oh yeah, it's definitely I mean, right now. I, I, maybe I, I, they're brainwashed I, by some of this stuff, but it's going to get worse, and I think they're going to look back and regret a lot of this stuff that they're following blindly, following, you know, watching CNN or whatever it is. I mean, I've I've heard it already from people that you know from from back in the day, from back in Virginia, people that kind of like uh, I, I, we didn't have battles and whatnot online, offline. People that I got into big arguments with. I'm already getting, you know, I'm sorry for that. You were right. I'm already getting that. And I'm not trying to say that in the way it's where I'm trying to brag and all this and that. I'm just saying it as people are waking up. 
they're realizing what I was saying two or three years ago was correct. And now they, 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 they're on the, the right path now. So I, I really like that part of it. Right. Absolutely. Um, did you touch on the, the border situation tonight? Um, I guess there's 15,000 under that bridge now. Um, yeah, I did. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I mean, a few days ago, it was a couple thousand. Apparently, there's up to 15,000. You yeah, know, it's... we're talking about a lot of us on our side are talking about sweet, you know, getting a big win in the midterm. But, you know, you get a little anxious with how many illegal immigrants are flooding into the country. Yeah, you know, I understand a lot of people are waking up, but with an influx like that, that kind of sometimes can mitigate the number of people that are waking up to this stuff. So well, you got to be a little nervous. Don't get black pills. Go out and vote. <laughs> you know, I, you know, you see some people in the chat are saying things like, oh, we're never going to win another election. Can't have that mentality. You got to go out and vote, man. This next midterm is going to decide a lot. It's very important. Oh, definitely. It, it definitely will. So people got to have that. They, they got to be able to understand that uh, things may not necessarily be perfect right now, but you, you can't give up the fight. It's going to be an ongoing fight. It's never ending. It's never ending. We can't just say, okay, we get one guy in office. We could just sit back on our laurels and just be drinking wine and whatnot. Nah, you got to go out there and keep on fighting every day because it's going to be a constant battle for the country. Right. And when, when uh, somebody was talking about if Trump's going to run again, I don't blame him necessarily if, if Republicans don't take uh, the House in the midterms, if he doesn't run after that. But he's got to, I mean, if we're going to have a chance, I think he's got to run. You got to understand that they, uh, if DeSantis runs, the, the left media is going to make him Trump. They're going to vilify him like they did Trump. They're going to say he's just Trump. They're going to say that he didn't handle the, uh, the COVID crisis in Florida well enough, you know, so you might as go with the, you might as well go with the guy with the most star power, you know, with the most influence and backing from the people that would be Trump. You know, it, I really think at this point, if there's any question, I think if we're going to have a chance, he's got to run again. Well, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for taking my call. Thank you for the call, man. Good night. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Let's get to the next one. Five, six, one, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, Bill. This is Ali. I just wanted to say um, thanks for all your hard work. And I wanted to bring awareness to the food crisis, you know, that's coming, like the next manufactured thing. And just tell people, you know, to prepare, start growing food and get ready and, I watch um, Ice Age Farmer. He's on YouTube and a lot of social media, and he talks about, like, the breakdown in the supply chains, and I didn't know if you knew about any of that. Well, I'm not familiar with the with the details of it, but I have been seeing some uh, supply chain issues. So what's going on with it in a more detailed way, if you know? Yeah, pretty much, like, uh, Ice Age Farmer, he's a great guy to follow. Um, he details it a lot. Like, he has Telegram, YouTube, and all that. But how they're basically like orchestrating a supply breakdown with all these COVID regulations and how also with all these natural disasters that have been going on, you know, like all these hurricanes and flooding and everything and destroying crops, 
how there's um, lack of water and droughts, you know, out west. And so farmers aren't getting the yield that they need to. And over in China, they're having really bad flooding like the past two or three years. And China's buying up a lot of the grains like in America and Brazil and everything. And they're just like the just the pricing of grain is like going up really high and the countries can't keep up with it. So it's something that's definitely coming down the, the drain, you know, in a couple months and I think years to come. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to tell people just, uh, you know, start growing food. You know, it's it's. It's it can be expensive, but it's pretty easy to do. You can grow lettuce in a pot, you know, and just start looking for alternative ways and local ways. You know, support local farmers, support, you know, local uh, businesses and stuff. Right on, absolutely. Yeah, so that was basically it. Um, but thank you for all you do, and just you know, everyone be like Noah and get ready for the coming storm. You know, I think it's all biblical, and you know, we just got to be ready for what's coming. So thank you, Abiel. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate it. Bye. All right. Let's see. Let's go to 773 in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Abiel. First off, Abiel, have you seen or heard about about this Epic Times documentary about organ harvesting? Uh, I know kind of about that but let's not do that because that's a that's a different story i I'm don't not, really i'm gonna yeah. go through i'm just asking if you i, I, I i'm i'm, I'm familiar know. with that whole thing yes okay okay well i was just gonna say for everybody to kind of watch at some point because there's multiple parts to it and i really do think it has a lot to do with our current situation with china as well as well as the vaccines because some people are question what they the jab is made out of. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the vaccine thing, people, they're going to have questions, but I feel like that's more of a control thing because they want to have a monopoly on the so-called treatment for this thing so they can make a bunch of money. It's all about trying to bring the, you know, bring, bring the dollars up. And a lot of that money comes straight mm-hmm. from the federal rallies because it's, it's so-called free. It's like how they have uh, so-called mm-hmm. free education. It's all about, uh, you know, ringing dollars up straight from the federal government, straight from taxpayer money. Yep, and fortunately, some people don't want to admit there's some adverse side effects to it that's worse than the virus itself, and that's the reason why they're hiding about this whole natural immunity discussion to begin with, especially not even the doctors who explain that to their own patients. Right. Okay, but the big thing I wanted to ask you, you Wednesday, never got a chance to, was... How much have you been paying attention to this Mark Milley situation? Because everybody seemed to be kind of overlooking that and paying much more attention to this Nicki Minaj fiasco. I mean, I see everything that goes on. Um, the Mark Milley situation, I mean, that's, that's happened before in the Trump administration by people that are leaking stuff, calling um, adversarial nations. Uh, it's really crazy, but the, the issue is that nothing happened to Mark Milley right now because... The Democrats are in power. They like what he did. They think that calling China behind Trump's back is fine. Although all it does is make the U.S. look weak, regardless of who's in the uh, administration or not, it makes us look weak. And it also seems like you have people that work for the Chinese mm-hmm. Communist Party in America, and it doesn't matter if you have Trump in there or Biden in there, having a person like that in the administration is not good, period. 
Okay. Okay, guys. Here's the important thing, and I think I've shared this with you by email from the Gateway Pundit that Nancy Pelosi, after January 6th, six, she greenlit the whole whole thing for Mark Milley to even, even begin talking with China behind Trump's back. And, and if Trump does this, this, you pretty much do the opposite. So basically, the big question on the table everybody needs to ask themselves is, can Pelosi and a couple of other Democrats in the House specifically be charged with treason too? Because if you kind of look at the situation, it's pretty much exactly similar to the Benedict Arnold and John Andre situation. And I, for one, really think that we need to start weeding out a lot of the traitors in our midst to begin with before we begin in fighting some type of war with China at all. But anybody going to fight China? Anybody going to? Because it'd just be, that it that, just kill the whole world. It'd be the same way to try to fight us. It wouldn't make no sense. So for him to even do that was just dumb. He was just trying to gain favor with China because he may see them as a better nation than the U.S. because he's dumb. Mark Milley, that is. So it, it's a lot of that going on. But unfortunately, Mark Milley is going to be fine for now as long as the Biden administration is still there. Well, I do think do you think for for you as well as other conservatives should do an exclusive show on the Mark Milley situation so everybody's well informed on it. And more importantly, ask these types of critical questions about it because this issue of treason is pretty much far more serious and we can't simply just vote them out about to begin with. And and another thing is, yes, we may be at war with China sooner than ever because I've heard a couple of days ago, right before this whole thing happened, is that there's been some Chinese warship sailing off the Alaskan Aleutian Island coast. I mean, they always do stuff like that. Just like they had Russian ships over there, like in Russian ships, like go from Mexico. They always do stuff like that. There's, but they're not going to actually go and do the strike. If they strike, then it's over because we have nukes. They have nukes. That's called mutually assured destruction. That'll kill the whole planet. So ain't no point. If you're trying to assert dominance, what's the point in being dominant when everybody's dead on the whole planet? It's dumb. So they won't be that. The most is going to be is like trade wars, um, you know, social media stuff, drugs, that it'd be things like that where you're trying to weaken the other nation to assert dominance that way, but not to the point where you destroy it to where you destroy yourself too at the same time. It doesn't make sense. But, th- but thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. Okay. Okay. Well, actually think about it, please, and good night. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah, you know, with, with, with war, with big nations like that, they always do like little proxy wars and things here and there, kind of nipping at the, on, on, on your heels, but they're not going to go and do a full strike. The last time there was a full strike, that was Hiroshima Nakasaki, and it'd be much worse today. 100,000 100, people dead instantly in, in, in one place. I think it might have been 300,000 total, and that was just on some islands. Imagine, imagine if they hit Tokyo with a nuke. Oh, or hit Beijing. 22 million Boom. It, did, it just wouldn't happen. It, it, it'd be the end of the whole world. Nuclear winter. And at, at that point, it's like, what, what, why'd you even do that? Now everybody's dead. 
310, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? To Ron from Georgia. How you doing, ABL? I'm well about yourself. I'm doing good, sir. Wow. It's been a, I've been trying to come on for a while, man. There's been a lot of things going on in our nation. Bad state in California. And uh, just, just our nation all together. The things that they're doing um, throughout is, is crazy. The more they letting in the Afghanistans and the Afghans, the, uh, the illegals coming across our borders, influx without being tested, vaccinated. Not only that, they're being transferred and sent red state in the nation to try to water down the representation. But the thing about it that our country right now are not being represented there, not being represented. People that we send our views, not their own. But unfortunately, everything they got, they, they got their hands up pie, eating it all up for themselves. Leaving us it's a sad state right now. I tell you, my friend, that I'm on my knees praying. Praying for our nation every day, praying for you, praying for all the other conservative brothers that's out there just trying to make a difference, trying to enlighten, enlighten the people. The people in California right now are not enlightened. I used to be from California, as you know, and uh, it's, it's, it's different. My friends that I talk to, your old church friends, they still have the same mindset. Still have the same mindset. And, and the thing about it that because they're getting free, free, they're not experiencing freedom. They don't know what it takes. It takes effort. And right now that we'd rather be, these people would rather be led instead of taking a lead for themselves. I take a lead for my family. I take a lead for my my area when I talk to people here in Georgia. And it's, and it's not the same. It's not the same. I'm so glad and thankful that I moved. But I, it's so sad that I see my family, my father, my brothers, my sisters still there under that sense of tyranny. Why people would rather live under tyranny instead of living freedom and liberty. The ability to choose whether to choose to take it or not, that's that's liberty. That's liberty. But unfortunately when the things that they're pushing and the way that they push them, like I said, they push too hard to make this here right. You know, I mean, something's not right because they're pushing too hard. When they say everybody got to do the same thing, I'm sorry, this is not a Star Trek movie. We don't have to look the same. We don't march at the same thing. We are not in the army. We are people. People are free people, supposedly. I look today and I see that in, like in Australia, the people are finally starting to re- against the draconian authoritarian tactics that the Australian government is pushing upon the people. People are going across the, the police line. People are rebelling against it because they understand that their freedom is being eroded, being attacked. And I don't know what it's going to take for us here in the United States to understand that we are supposed to be a beacon of light. And unfortunately, the light is being covered. But you know what? We can come out of this. 
we can come out of this if we continue to push forward. As you continue to push forward your videos, with your message that you're pushing forward, my friend, I'm telling you, it can be impactful. As we continue to speak and your, uh, the, um, the brothers and the people that are on the chat, you know, they're, they, they're seeing, but we got to go out and touch somebody else that's not seeing. We got to make them see. They got to see clearly. Look in the Word of God and they'll show us how to do it. People are just being deceived. They're just being deceived and willing to be deceived. They would rather believe a lie than to see the truth. It's a sad state. But you know what, my friend? We're going to come out of this. We're going to come out of this. I say, I say to myself and to my family and to you that, you know what, we just got to continue to keep a good fight, my friend. Keep our head high. Don't back up. Continue to push forward. We got to continue to push forward because, see, they they push forward. Right now, they know that their time is limited. That's why they're trying to do things at such a fast pace. They, they're not giving us a chance to breathe. That's how fast they're trying to push it. But once we finally see this as a, as a group, this will stop. We can stop this. So I'm just saying, my friend, just keep up the good work. Keep up the good fight. I love you. I love America. I love our nation. I love my city. I love California. It's, 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 it's sad to see it going that way because I, I was born there all my life until I retired. But the thing about it is that as I look back and I see what's going on, I am glad that I moved. God's timing was perfect timing for me. But you know what? It's, it's sad that Larry Elf didn't get in there because that, that was a good hope. But you know what? They got two years of suffering to do. And hopefully, you know, the people that will finally see and see what the mistake that they made, you know, and not putting them in there because they, they, they lost two, they're going to lose a year and a half of, of effort. But you know what? <laughs> people got to suffer in order to, to, uh, to move forward. But uh, hopefully our suffering for our nation won't be great. But we can do it. We can do it. I know we can. This is America. We can, we can do this. So God bless you, my friend. God bless America. God bless everybody that's out there. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. All right, then, my brother. Bye bye. All right, great call. Fantastic. Right on. All righty, you're on line with two seven zero seven. Mr. Logan. Yes, sir. Hi. Yes. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. I, I actually have a question for you. Uh, what's how do you feel about what's going on at the border? Um, it's it's really terrible, and I think that it's all just politically driven because that was a campaign promise. We're not going to deport artists. We're going to have the border open. We won't have any more kids in cages, and then that's just creating an environment where illegal aliens are rushing the border because they know that they have a good chance of being able to get in, and there won't be any kickback. Exactly. And that's the way I feel about it. You know, I've been around the world in the military. Um, I got kids that live in Europe and I've seen what happened in 2015 in Germany when they were letting migrants in from uh, the Middle East by the thousands. Yeah. And uh, you're talking overnight. There was hundreds of rapes, robberies, murders. And I'm not saying they're all like this. Like I said, I was in the military. I've seen uh, I've seen the good and the bad, but. You know, 
I just wanted to see what you thought because, like, what's going to – what's what's the end game? You know, what's going to come after this? Yes, you know, give us your tired, your hungry, your weak, but that was from Europe and a long time ago. Um, what's going to come of all this? I mean, there's definitely going to be a lot of crime that goes up because – these people are not being vetted. You have no idea who's coming over here. You could have some escaped criminals coming over doing whatever they want to do. It, it reminds me, well, on, on a smaller scale, when they had the, the the Cuban boat lift, and I think Fidel at the time bragged that he had flushed the toilets of Cuba onto America, and you had every um, pervert, every like every criminal that they could find, and regular families too, but a lot of criminals they put within the mix so then when they came to South Florida, it was it was carnage because they were already criminals in Cuba and they send them here and they continue to be criminals. It'd be the same thing with uh, the border being wide open, not just the criminal people that engage in crime and violence against other people, but also a lot of drug running coming from China, Mexico, Colombia, also guns from all over the world. The crime is going to increase as a result of this because there's no security and when there's no security at a southern border, a country border, you're going to have crime as a result. It's, it's inevitable. Co- correct. And, and Scarface showed us that, uh, you know, 40 years ago, um, which, you know, real quick off topic. Um, I'd just like to say, you know, I did multiple deployments in Afghanistan, Iraq, Somalia. I've been around the world. Um, I know these people and what's going on in Afghanistan. We brought, hundreds of thousands of them around the world. I just like to personally say what a lot of people are is a lot of those people that work for us, interpreters, um, the list goes on. They they were not all good people. I mean, I personally had to, uh, uh, do my job multiple times with people that worked with us that were setting up IEDs and, and setting us up for attack we just brought all these people here on airplanes and didn't vet not a single one. I watched them get on the plane. I knew friends that were a part of pineapple express and God only knows who we brought here, let alone who's walking right across our borders. So that was just the main reason I called in tonight, uh, was to, you know, get your point on all this. Well, I thank you for that. I definitely appreciate it. I I think that we need to just, I don't know what the solution is, but I feel like as long as we have this going on, it's going to continue with this administration. So hopefully we can get past it. Right on, brother. I appreciate it, Mr. Logan. You have a good night. All right. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. Skype caller, who am I speaking to? Oh, hello. hello? Yes. Oh, sorry. Sorry, one second. Let me move you. Oh, hey, everybody. How's it going, man? It's Danny from London. All right. Everything's all right about yourself. Yeah, good. Thanks. Uh, yeah, great show tonight again, man. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, so I just wanted to touch on a couple of topics tonight. Uh, yeah, first off, uh, props to Nicki Minaj for uh, standing our ground, I guess. And, um, yeah, not, you know, not backing down to, uh, to, the, um, to the mob or whoever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, well, I think we need more people like like her and people who have background and you know status as a celebrity to just speak out and just not be afraid to kind of you know speak your mind on whatever really. Um, 
uh, and uh, you know, and with Twitter, you know, I think they're doing her a favor really by, um, uh, you know, uh, was it canceling her or getting rid of, you know, get, getting her out of the platform, whatever. Um, because, uh, you know, if, if you can't, you know, speak your mind or whatever on, on a social media platform, if you can't just question things and just talk, you know, because that's what social media is for, right? It's just to question things and talk and learn or whatever. Then you, sh- you shouldn't really want to be on that platform, should you really? Right, you shouldn't want to, but see, the thing is, uh, with social media, it's, it's hard, it's a double-edged sword. It's like, you don't want to be censored, you don't want to be silenced, and at the same time, support the platform, but it's hard for people to get the message out there without it. So it's one of those double-edged swords. Sorry, hello? Hello? Uh, I'm here, can you hear me? Sorry, yeah, it just broke up a little bit there. Yeah, sorry. Um, sorry, what was that last bit you said? Sorry. Well, I'm saying it's a double-edged sword as far as social media is concerned because you don't want to have yourself silenced on social media, but at the same time, you need it to a certain extent because these these are big platforms to get message out to the public. So it's just weird like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you, man. I hear you. It's um, it. It must be yeah, incredibly frustrating, I guess, because uh, yeah, yeah, no, you know, you you want to say what you want to say, and but uh, I guess these, you know, these people, I guess they just want one group of people on the platform to speak, and I guess not not the other side, which is, oh uh, yeah, I guess it's just one of those things, but um, but yeah, yeah, props to her, man, for at least just questioning questioning it and just standing on ground and not being bullied and whatever. So that's that's obviously nice to see, because not a lot of people do that, um. Uh, yeah, because you know it's sort of that recently that sort of similar thing happened to Joe Rogan, didn't it, about the whole um, vaccination and Corona thing, and him sort of coming out and talking about his experience with it, and and um, so that was obviously nice for him to as well to come out and just give his thoughts on it. But I guess the mob went after him as well for recovering too quickly. I guess I mean that's kind yeah, of weird. But... I guess I guess I guess he should he should have died. Maybe that would have been better. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because recently I, I caught the famous virus uh, a couple of weeks back, and um, I was ill for four days, I think. I mean, it was sort of a, it just felt like a flu to me. It was, you know, high fever. Um, I had the sweats, uh, muscle aches, um, and yeah, three or four days. I was taking, I took loads of supplements, um, loads of smoothies, make sure I got loads, loads of fruit in my in my system. And I just, you know, stayed in and recovered, you know, three to four days. And um, when it got to about the week, you know, about a week, a week, uh, I was fully 100% recovered, man. So, um, yeah, I, I guess, I mean, I guess it was pretty bad, but I guess it wasn't as bad as you know, most of the media go on, uh, um, like like it is, like, you know. And um, I had some people around me say, you know, if you were vaccinated, you probably wouldn't even felt any of the symptoms. You would have... <laughs> been fine with it one or two days and i guess you just can't win those arguments can you really it can't win right yeah so um sorry yes the next one was larry elder i was following his his run um sort of on and off um you know watching his debates and um his uh talk on the like media stations and stuff and um yeah i guess it's a shame but I, i guess you think with kelly i mean is it just it's just too much of a blue state it's just too soon for for them to accept a Republican to run? Is it just is it just simple as that? Yeah, that's really just the bottom line. It's just too blue. It's, it's too far gone, unfortunately. 
And the bad part is that it's a lot of the California that's not like that. You know, some of the places that's not Los Angeles or San Francisco, they're not so far gone. But L.A. is so big. I mean, 10 million people in L.A. by itself, 10 million, that's more than a lot of states. And then uh, mm-hmm. the Bay Area, San Francisco, with all the tech, that's where Apple, iTunes, that's where Apple and uh, all that stuff is at. It's right there. So it's hard. It's hard to really get beyond that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I saw one of your videos with, um, uh, and I saw some other stuff as well. That there's probably some, maybe some skullduggery going on there with, you know, some fraud and here and that. But I, you know, but did 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 they? Pro- I mean, as we were just as you just said, I mean, did they? Would they really even need to do that? I mean, I mean, considering that it, it was probably incredibly unlikely that you know Larry was going to get in. I mean, I can understand the last election they. Most likely, probably did a lot of that, but um, with this one, I mean, it was probably they probably didn't need to, right? I mean, um, I mean, they but. don't necessarily, they don't really need to do that. But see, the problem is they're going to do it anyway because you have people that are just criminals, people that want to do stuff like that. I mean, they caught the one guy at a gas station. I guess he had passed out in his car. He was sleeping, and <laughs> he had um, he had some drugs and uh. A bunch of like IDs, I guess, to like some identity theft type stuff, like credit card stuff. And then he had 300 mail in ballots. So, why oh, do you man. have 300 mail in ballots right next to some drugs that you're trying to sell? So, that kind of stuff does happen. I'm not really sure what how how widespread it is, but it, it happens. Maybe they, maybe they want just to make sure that there's no chance of losing. I'm not, I'm not really sure what the purpose of that is. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, but yeah, I just, I really, I'm a really big fan of Larry, and um, been following him the same sort of time I've been following you and the other guys. And I mean, again, you know, I, I don't, I don't think anyone can necessarily go toe to toe with him when it comes to these debates. I mean, did the Gavin Newsom even talk with him or debate him or anything? I didn't see nothing like that. I mean, I think people were petrified of him. Nah, it, it wasn't even that. That didn't even really go on. You know, all the Democrats that came out there to campaign for him. And then that was pretty much it. Right, yeah. Um, so what do you think's next from then? Do you think he's going to continue this or do you think he'll just go back to doing what he sort of normally does? I mean... Um, I'm, I'm not really sure. He probably will try to run it again, but um, I got, I'm going to cut you right here, but I got a few more calls on the lines. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. Yeah, you. all right. Thanks again, Abel, for taking my call, man. I appreciate it. Take care, man. Thank no, you. Thanks. No problem. All right, let's get to some more here. Let's go to... All right, hold on one second. Let's go. Seven two oh, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Seven two oh, hello. Going once, going twice. Sorry, seven two oh. I don't know what happened. Let's get to some more here. Okay. Five one two, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, I'm calling from Texas. All righty, what's going on? Okay, um, I've been. Um, I'm from another. I'm from a communist country. I just want to share with the uh, Americans in general the direction that our country, U.S., right now going to go toward into communist direction, 100. Um, percent I just hope more and more people from a communist country are going to come to your channel or all the channels to pick uh, speak out about this 
all the stuff that happened, you know, like from protests to the CRT and um, the whole, you know, like a, a teaching pedophilia in school, that like deja vu for me because that is something that I experienced back in the 80s and from Vietnam. Mm, wow. So you see, yeah. you see some of the same things, like it's kind of reminding you, like you're seeing some of the same signs. Oh, definitely. What they do, they, they copy 110% of the communist tactics. So they twist in the wars and make it something that really for the people, you know, oh, I'm really doing it for you. But actually they just, they, how do I say this? The, the, whatever happening in this country is not something new. It's been happening to the communist country. Any communist country you're talking about, we talk about North Korea, China, Vietnam, Cuba, Venezuela. If you talk to anybody, they're going to have very similar experience. And where I'm from, because I'm from Vietnam, after the fall of 1975, the whole thing happening right now in the U.S., it did happen in Vietnam, and it's still happening right now in Vietnam. With the right now, it's look it's harder for other people from outside to see it because they're more sophisticated. So they make the country it looks like oh, you know, they really westernized. We go in there for vacation, but then down deep inside of it, it's not like what you see. Ah, uh, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's just it's kind of like kind of brainwashing kind of thing where they they make you believe a thing that's not true to do something else. It's all propaganda. Yep. Yeah. So the CRT, that's something that, you know, a lot of kids, you know, especially the younger generation, they didn't understand. They thought, oh, really, the government is for us. Oh, no, not really. The CRT, um, some communist country, they already applied that like 70 years ago, some 100 years ago. Um, for Vietnam, definitely for 45 years ago. They've been doing that. At first, at the beginning, they used the CRT, and then after the CRT, it's going to be, they, <clears throat> they separate the citizen by class. Mm. Yeah. Is that what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I see that happening so now. I see, yeah, I, I see the class division happening right now. This is right now, yep. And then the more, the more they do that, the smaller the groups are going to get, you know, like, together we united. But when they separated doing this, we just got weaker and weaker and weaker. Over time, we're going to lose this country. And I'm not, I'm telling you, I am so worried about U.S. every single day. And I'm trying, trying, trying to fight for this country because I'm rather going to die. There's nowhere else for us to go. Yeah. Nowhere else. Nowhere else for us to go, but a lot of Americans, I don't get it. Back in the 80s, the reason we, a lot of Vietnamese brainwashed because everything blocked. We don't have iPhone. We don't have information. I'm just so disappointed with a lot of Americans. I don't get it. They have the phone in their hand. They don't, they don't want to do the research themselves. Or they just want to listen to the TV. And it's so dangerous. Even now, if you even show them facts in front of their face, they wouldn't do it. They, they, they wouldn't believe you. Right. 
And this is what I'm so scared about. What I'm so worried about our country every single day. Every single day, because whatever I'm, you know, like we're going through right now, is for me. It's just like a deja vu. Wow. So I just, yeah, I, I just hope more and more people, you know, like, you know, today my first time ever on any channel, you know, I come over my fears and. I just hope more and more people that used to live from a communist country, we all need to go to different channels and we start need to share our, you know, for every experience with Americans, for the younger generations. They can listen to this and they can understand because if we lose this, we have nowhere else to go. Um, Vietnam is not as bad as North Korea, but it's is bad enough that I tell you there's town that I used to live in Vietnam we didn't have meat to eat for a whole year. The government they control everything. They do exactly know what they're doing right now. All oh, the you know, they tax the rich. The rich want to help, you know, taking care of the poor. But that's all propaganda. It's not true. One, you fall into that trap, they can turn it around. I'm telling you, they want to kill you whenever they want to kill you. They want to pick your land whenever they do it. And this is the direction I'm seeing our country going right now because we have so many crooks willing to sell that, sell that soul to the devil, which is the communist devil. They would do anything but little that they know. Once the communist taken over, they kill wherever, even the one that you work, used to work for them, they kill you too. If they feel like they can't use you anymore. That's right. Yep. So I just hope more and more Americans, you know, we need to, you know, wake up. It doesn't matter. Left or right, blue or red. We need to stick together. We have nowhere else to go. Nowhere else to go. And now the whole education system down to the train. They even teach porn, pedophilia. They try to normalize pedophilia in our school right now. What's the best way for them to do it? Destroy our younger generation without one bullet. Wake up, Americans. Wake up. It's not about the race. It's not about the, the black, white, purple. It's not about that. It's about they try to divide us, and the more they divide us, the smaller we get weaker. So we need to get up, wake up, and stick together. Thank you for your call. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. You are very much what you're doing. Keep up your work. Thank you so much. No problem. Goodbye. Wow, a great call. So she had come from Vietnam and she's seen some of the same things happen over here. It's like, you know, deja vu. Wow. You no, know, it's it's crazy. All righty, we got Chandler Crump. What's going on? 
Hey, what's going on, ABL? What's going on, chat? I was listening in uh, to the stream as I do sometimes, and I heard the last speaker, and what she spoke about a lot was the future and what's happening with our next generation. And I as a, I recently turned 17 just, just uh, a couple days ago. I believe that everything she said is 100% true, and so I wanted to come in and say that uh, our future is at risk, and a lot of it has to lie in culture. Um, and I, I'm one who is very involved in culture. I mean, you look at what's happening with Nicki Minaj right now. Now, I'm not going to come out and say she's the most right-wing based conservative out there because she's not She's not any of those things. But what she is is she is questioning the programming of the big mob beast. And, of course, we're seeing what happens when she did that. Uh, they had the journalists coming after her family in Trinidad, and she posted their information. She posted all the screenshots. That's what we all need to do. Now, we probably won't be able to do it in the exact same way, like posting the uh, screenshots, but what we can do and what I came to talk about was fighting in the culture. I don't I don't know if you heard about this ABL, but I actually released my uh, uh, my freedom sort of counterculture album of music uh, just this last Friday called Dark Winter on Services, and I wanted to come on um, and see if you had heard about it and see what you know everybody thinks of this big cultural movement. Well, I've not heard your album yet, but I got to check it out once I get a little bit of time. But the the movement is something that we need because the left they already got it. They they have they do they, they, the music they have entertainment. We have to. We can't just let them have it and just let them do whatever they want to do with it because it's very powerful. Music, yeah. movies, all of that is very powerful. So we need to have a stake in that as well, have something for us to you know, exactly. give to everybody. They got their WAPs and they got their Monteros and they have Lil Nas X saying he's literally going to come for your children. And we had that choir out in San Francisco saying we're coming for your kids. They they could not be any more clear about what they want to do to our children. And so that's why I'd say it's one of the most important things possible that we get out there on every single field we can and speak to these people and show them that we're not just going to stand by and let you do what you want to our children. We're not going to just going to let you stand by and do what you want to our nation. We're going to stand up and we're going to fight. And I think I think I said that in my song, uh, one of my songs as well, that they're coming for our children, they're singing, coming for the kids they'll sing uh, unless the children are never born. Either your kids get brainwashed or they kill them before they're born and through abortion. And so it's great that we have states like Texas that are doing what they can to uh, respect the sanctity of life. We need more states to do that. And I think fighting in the culture is definitely a great way to do that. Right on. 100 percent correct. Yeah. Yeah, so I just wanted to come in and say what's up to everybody. Shout out to everybody in the ABL show. Make sure you guys smash that like button if you haven't already. ABL, you run a great show. Keep it up. I'm hoping to see you again real soon, man. Will do, man. Thank you for that. Appreciate you. Thank you. You got it. All right. Shout out to Chandler Crump. You guys search from right here on the YouTubes. Yes, he is on YouTube, of course. Uh, great, great YouTuber. Check him out. Check him out all the streaming platforms. You know, get his music. And just follow him. Good young man. Just turned 17. You know, super smart. So shout out to him. But that's going to have to be a wrap for tonight's calls. Thank y'all for being here. If you couldn't get on tonight, it's not my fault. Blame the black man, but I got to go. I got to wrap it on up, put the bow on the top. Uh, shout out to everybody for just, just watching, sharing, super chatting. Uh, whatever you're doing, I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I couldn't do this show without y'all. I'll be back live again on Wednesday of next week. As always, I'm, all, I'm live every Wednesday and Saturday on this channel at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And occasionally, normally I'm live on Thursday on Brandon Tatum's channel, the officer Tatum, that'll be at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard time. I'm live on there. It would be me, Tatum, and then it would be a uh, special guest or two. It might be one guest, two guests. Who knows? It might be, might be more than that. I'm not sure who will be there next time when we do it, but I'll let you guys know as soon as we do on the community tab on this channel. And shout out to all the mods for keeping all the trolls in the chat. We had a few trolls in the chat. I peeped out a little bit, but thank y'all for doing that. 
I got a few super chats I need to read right quick, and then I wrap this on up. And oh, and of course, this podcast, this show will be available audio only if you want it on your favorite audio streaming platform: Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor. Link for that will be in the description box, or just search your favorite your favorite audio streaming platform: ABL Live. I'll pop right on up. If you want these flags right there behind me, go to bhedesigns.com. You can get ones just like those or one of your very own, customized to your particular needs. It could be large, uh, small, medium, whatever you need. Also, go to my website, anthonybelogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B, L-O-G-A-N.com. Check me out. Everything's right there. Merchandise, ablmerch.com. Uh, I got more links to everything that you guys are going to need in the description box below. Super Chats on deck. Thank you to Get Business Credit, who called in earlier about the tech question. His Super Chat was, hey, bud, love your words. I'm a fellow YouTuber. What streaming service do you use to show the chats and whatnot? I use StreamYard. Yeah, StreamYard is pretty cool. It's, it's easy. For, for normies, StreamYard is, is, is probably, you know, good to use because it's simple to set up. But mine is a little bit more complicated for what I do. But it doesn't have to be complicated. You can make it pretty simple. Um, but I use OBS and I got a bunch of other stuff, OBS and the regular point and shoot, uh, digital, uh, Sony, Sony a6400 mirrorless, but you don't got to do all that. You can have a, a, a hundred dollar webcam or a cell phone to get started Well, a webcam for a computer. But anyway, I digress. Uh, thank you to Joe Rider 84 who says, what do you think about the Virginia governor's race? Pointless. It's just like. What I want to say is pointless. I don't want to say that. I'm going to just say that it'll go the same way California. Because Virginia is like California. Not quite. Virginia is just the same as like New York State. If that makes any sense. With the D.C. metro area and Virginia being the equivalent in New York City. Just more spread out. You got to have a car. That's all. It's It's so blue up there. It's... I like I like to do Glenn Youngkin, I think his name is. He has no chance though. McAuliffe, he's gonna win. Is it him running? I think it is him running. He'll win. If if Glenn Youngkin wins, I'll eat my whole shoe. <laughs> I mean, really. Virginia's gotten that bad. And you know, I, I love Virginia still. I'm from there, grew up there, but I saw it when I was a kid. I saw it happen before my very eyes. When I was a little boy, Virginia was solidly a red state. But over time, it became blue. When I was a kid, always red. And when I got to be like 25, 26, 27, it was, it was always blue. And here we are now, years later, and it hasn't changed. Thank you to Joe Ryder 84 who says, I already read that one. Thank you to Ron Henderson who says, people like free, free, free stuff in California, but they don't want to be free because that takes work. That's a problem. Oh, yeah, exactly. People like to be lazy and get something for nothing. Thank you to see Bill who says we are in a spiritual warfare between good and evil. The lukewarm Christians are not voting, but staying home. That's a problem. Wake up America. Your guns are next. Return to God, America. Thank you to Georgia Peach who says it's pathetic. We allow people in, we allow people in unvexed getting free housing, food, et cetera. Then a hardworking American mom gets eviction notice for not getting the vax. It's so wrong. Exactly. Points, points are made, points are proven. Thank you to Don Yarley, who says, United we win, divided we fall, right on. Thank you to Out of the Mud Ministry, Logan Cruz says, General Milley thinks he's Jack Nicholson's character and a few good men. 
so arrogant and evil, but what happened in a movie, he will fall. Ah, good point. Very good point. Thank you to Irvin Varela, who says the current population of Del Rio, Texas is 35,668 based on our projections of the latest U.S. Census estimates. This was conservative, Ivan. Thanks, ABO. Thank you for that. Appreciate you, boss. Thank you to um, Myra Favela, who says, we should also shout out Kevin for Kevin's Corner. He is another conservative who uses humor in his political commentary videos. Thank you to Stephen Griffin, who says, it doesn't matter if it's rigged. Thank you to Times Waterman for videos, video views, pardon me, who says, record profits with Pfizer from the vaccine. Lots of members of Congress are investors. Isn't it a conflict to push something that profits members of Congress? It should be. It should be. But we, we see the game being played here. You, you see, um, they talk about um, Congress pay. Well, we need more pay. That's just their base salary. That's just what they get paid from the federalities. But they make a lot more money in various different ways. They, they can kind of do legal insider trading to a certain extent, right? If they push for the VEX and they get a lot of stock in the VEX, is that insider trading? That's what it sounds like. But are they going to go do Martha Stewart, go to the penitentiary? Nope. Thank you to Stephen Griffin, who says, people on Twitter are saying that Nicki Minaj is trying to distract from her husband having to register a sex offender. Eh, whatever. I mean, people can say what they want to say. Everybody got to pass. Thank you to Lewis from Spain, who says, if Abia was Abiolina and had to fight the Transformer, Joselina, she would raise her arm and swing in her finger. What would she say? No way, Jose. <laughs> Thank you to Daryl Alexander, who says, this country became the melting pot for a sinister reason. That reason has never changed. So the border thing is no surprise to me. They will get in. Uh, thank you to Alice Cersei, who says, man spoke the truth. Stymie says, shout out to Salty Cracker and them. I don't like promoting YouTubers on my channel if I don't want to. So I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, but shout out to everybody. Thank you to Louise Smith, who says, great show, ABL. Always speaking logic. Logic, what is it good for? Absolutely everything. Thank you to Frank Dest, who says, General Milley should win the Benedict Arnold Award for Best Treasonous General. Thank you to San Diego Varsity Sports, who says, has politics altered you following, you're following the pro sports? So, somewhat, yes. Because, I mean, it's just, I don't like having the politics always in my face when I'm trying to watch a football game. I'd rather just, I'd rather just not be there. Thank you to Chandler Crump, who said, just reminding everyone, it's dark winter on all services. So, yeah, you can follow uh, Chandler Crump, search for his album, Dark Winter, on all services. Thank you to Love Live Serve, who says, ABL, what you going to do if they come to your doorstep with that 25-gauge needle and vial and ask you to expose your death toy? I think not. I'm not going to really be able to, I'm not going to really be able to do it. All right, so that'll be a wrap for me, so... I thank y'all for being here. You guys are the best audience in the internet, the best audience in the world. But that'll be a wrap. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.